Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you so much for being back with us here for episode number 134 coming at you here on monday june the 17th 2019 we're here to romp you through that world of retro wrestling as always i'm joe Morata. that is michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy diddy well quinn how are we doing here it's almost the summertime yeah it Living's is the, easy. the summertime uh barbecues and, yes and food <laughs> Picnics. People are into it. Yes, that's right, folks. And thank you for being into OVP for yet another week as we're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. Got some great topics in store for you. But before we get to any of that, just want to remind you, if you have a Twitter, you can follow us there at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is... Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there's a really great place to talk to you and me and a bunch of other retro wrestling fans about the world of retro wrestling. And it's over on Facebook. Oh, yeah. At Facebook.com slash hot dog. Yes, it's that's good, right. It's a good site. Slash hot dog. Where, where summer is very important over there. <laughs> you can get right into our ballpark over there. <laughs> yeah. And you know how you go there? You type Facebook.com into your web browser yeah. and then there it is. In right? your browser. That's right. <laughs> your web, slash hot dogs, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then there's a search bar on the site, right? You right. right. Our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast bing bang boo kaflui 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 hot dogs and everything the page appears yes get up in our grill get up in our grill and then you know cooking with gas now you hit the join button and you're in once you're in this group here you can talk about hot dogs and more but you can also talk about the world of retro wrestling you can talk about the wwf you can talk about nwa wcw ecw territories anything you like whether you're a fan for a really long time or maybe you just started watching and you're getting into the older stuff whether you like everything or whether you have very narrow preferences we welcome everybody we're like the ellis island of retro wrestling groups when we're the summer barbecue of retro wrestling <laughs> there groups. you go yeah. that's our, gonna be our theme for the next jr's few months. there yeah jr's over his hat sauce. and his hat barbecue hat but about a pew <laughs> i was talking about a pew but coming over to our group it really is a fun time we try to promote uh positive engagement we don't like people making fun of others make fun of wrestling all you want well i you mean know, but it, we, it's pretty worthy of it yeah but don't turn on each other in there have a fun time come over to our facebook group it really will be good and later on the show, we're going to have more info, but there's a coupon right now going on through the end of the yeah, month. coupon. A coupon for our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast because now on sale are the WWF pay-per-view reviews. Yeah, for a limited time. Yeah, that's right. Till June 30th. If you sign up, you're going to get access to all of our pay-per-views, including the biggie, the one that's coming out very soon. WrestleMania 3. Remember, that access is gone after the month. That's it. So if you want to get in on that at the $2 level, you can, but check it out one way or another. See what's right for you. More info to follow later in the show. But Quinn, this season, to open up our show, uh, we're taking questions from the fans, and they're kind of like, they're not necessarily hypotheticals, but it's called, should they have done this, right? And it could be something that did happen, Mm -hmm. and maybe a fan wants to know, hey, should they have done this? Or it could be something that 
didn't happen or was supposed to happen, and we're going to answer, you know, yeah, should this have happened? It could be like, should Gorilla have cleaned the mustard off his lapels? Right, like, at WrestleMania 6, That's sure. an obvious, it's a big question <laughs> yeah, in wrestling, I think obviously. he should have. You know, yeah. He probably should have. But this week, when we've got a question here from Don Depinet, or maybe Don Depinet, I don't know, Depinet, I don't know how to pronounce it, sorry, Don. Well, sorry, Don. <laughs> sorry, Don. We, we're taking your question, that's though, right. this week. We are, and the question is, Quinn, should CM Punk have been the one to end the Undertaker streak? And if so, would he have stayed? So it's kind of a two-parter here. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, should he have ended the streak? No. At the same time, if they did let him, he probably would have stayed. Okay. Do you feel like he needed to end that streak? Like, was that, like, something that, like, maybe would have taken him to the next level? Or was he already there and it kind of didn't matter? He was already the world champion. This is post-Summer Opponent. I know it That's is. That's my thing. I'm just saying people... I don't know. Maybe people think, Mo, that would have taken him to, like, Triple H levels of importance. Do we or want something. that, though? I mean, not that Triple H is really important, but... <laughs> well, he says he is. Yeah, he's... He, Triple H is, like, his in his brain importance yeah. level. Maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is, it's, it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. My answer is actually no. I don't think he should have. If he would have stayed, I don't know. If he was pissed off anyway with the company for what was going on with him physically, I don't know if maybe the fact that he had beaten Undertaker would have smoothed that over. You yeah. know, if to have to not have that in the back of his mind. The background on this one is pretty simple. CM Punk had the summer of Punk. He had first won the title from Cena the summer of 2011. The summer of Punk. Yeah, and then he had this huge run with it from late 2011 Survivor Series all through 2012. Yeah, I believe he was something like the longest reigning WWF champion in like a decade or something ridiculous. Since like, at least Diesel, right? Or yeah, Savage like or something. Like a long ass time. Yeah. He lost it to the Rock at the Royal Rumble, which pissed... Uh, him off, definitely. So, I guess the if re- no one else. If, if you don't recall, the reasoning behind why everyone was mad about this was because they preordained it basically when they said the Rock would face John Cena at WrestleMania. Yes, that's why they, they it said is. this would happen like the Raw after the WrestleMania. That was like, the rematch year version. Before, yeah, that was like, the rematch version. They had already preordained it a year earlier. So basically, CM Punk was operating in this universe where he basically the fans of the show knew yeah. he was going to lose the title before he even wanted. Even yeah, <laughs> like, essentially, they, all they knew is that whoever the fuck was the WF champion yeah. at that point was going to lose the title to so the that rock. they could fight Cena and yeah. yada yada yada. But he does enter into a feud now with the Undertaker. He's still a heel at this point, although the fans, you know, kind of dig him because he was just so damn good. This is a great run for him, obviously. Right. And he has a great feud with the Undertaker. He has a great match with the Undertaker, which is kind of hard to do at that stage in the Undertaker's game. But yeah, this was... I mean, Taker was still he wasn't horrible, horrible. He, it's yeah. not like he was Goldberg was... in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <horrible> <laughs> right. Yeah. I want to do the crossword puzzle. No, I want to do the crossword puzzle. I said, give me that puzzle. No. But WrestleMania 29, they have a great match, but of course The Undertaker wins, and Brock Lesnar the following year is the one to finally break the streak. Which, even though I like it because I think that's what made, like, version two of Brock work. Right, right. At the same time... I'd rather still have CM Punk around because I think if he had one, he probably would have stayed. You really think so? Do you because think he that mentioned was it a in tipping one of, point? Th- that was one of his gripes that he mentioned in that famous interview. All right. How come people don't give him a hard time about being upset about losing a match the way they do with others? I guess it was just because maybe, like a lot of people at that point did agree that The Undertaker was old and maybe he should have hung it up then. Well, of course he should have. So people, I guess, you know, 
people want CM Punk back all the time, right? Yeah. So in their brains, it's like... It's been five years now, enough already. I'm just saying, in their brains, it's like, oh. man, if only they would have just given him that one win, maybe he wouldn't... Maybe it would have sent him down. I'm sure it wasn't that one it win. It wasn't just that. It was, but, it, but that was contributing to it, and people were like... You know, maybe if they just mm. threw him a fucking bone, like instead of just kept screwing him over, like I guess, but I really don't have sympathy. The guy had the title for like we said longer than like Randy Savage or Diesel or anything like that. He had yeah, the but then entire he went down run. Like a fucking schmuck to well, the Rock. Everyone fucking goes down eventually. Rock doesn't what, are you even work to win there, all the Joe? time. I know, but still, would it just always win? No, never no, no. lose. It's just it's just the people. That's what I don't get. It's just the people he he lost to. The reason I think he brought up the Undertaker thing because the context was this: is that he was talking about how part timers would come in and just which I don't just, like, just destroy everyone, the rock and thing. it was stupid. But come on, the Undertaker. He's a part timer also. That's that's what I he's know this, at. and it's rare that I'm defending the Undertaker. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not really. But Triple H didn't beat him two years in a row. Yeah, good. Shawn Michaels didn't beat him two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So CM Punk has to be the guy. Why him arbitrarily? Well, okay. That's here, all I'm asking. Here's the other here's the other logic to it is that sure. it was always it was always felt before The Undertaker lost that right. the guy he should lose the streak to is somebody that was a new up and comer, maybe, you know, a top talent that needed to go to the next level. Maybe they were the champion, but become like upper echelon like entity level. But how which much- is what happened to Brock? I guess so, but that's yeah. also the booking of it following right. the streak, right? right? I mean, it's not just that he beat The Undertaker. It's the yeah. way they booked him afterwards. But how much higher can CM Punk fucking go? He had a summer named after him, which hadn't been done since Costanza. I proclaim this the Summer of George! <laughs> you know what I mean? He had the title belt all of 2012. His name was chanted for years afterwards. He cemented himself as whatever it is. I don't know. I'm, I don't love the guy. I just think from the show level... I do think there's definitely something to be said of maybe there was a next level to move him to. Because it never felt, even though he could beat Cena in certain occasions, it never felt like he was on the level of John Cena, right? I like, agree in that regard. Right? I and, do and, agree. And maybe maybe a lot of people's thinking is, well, if he beats The Undertaker, well then, okay, now now him and John Cena are, they're like the legends of the WE. You right, know? right, right. Well, okay, that's fair. I right. get the reasoning there. Let me answer it this way, I guess. If they were going to break the streak at WrestleMania 29, like mm-hmm. if they decided, if Vince decided, all right, this is the year you're losing it, right. then I'm fine with Punk being that guy. Right. But if Vince didn't want him to lose it until an indefinite amount of time, which wound up being the following year. But that's what it's even weirder is because yeah. it was so close it to the, close. the actual end of it. So why not CM Punk? Why Brock Lesnar? Who kind of didn't... No offense, like I love what happened to Brock Lesnar as a, result of, as a result of it. Yeah. But I don't understand why he needed it ultimately. Because they could have, they could have had him just demolish it. The, the same thing if he just beat John Cena with the no offense thing. Like right. that would have done. He still the same, did that. It, that would have done the same thing. Correct. I personally, you know me and my feelings on the streak. Anyway, I don't like it. I'm fine that it ended. Right, I'm not one of those became, people that thought it needed to stay here, forever. Here's the thing about it, Joe. Is yeah. once it became a thing. Yeah. Then it became something that was prized, and it it became a good tool to use each year. It became a good tool, but I, you can't deny like no, how, it's a marketing tool. Yeah, that's it, truly what it is. Quinn. Right, right. It also extended the life of the Undertaker. No pun intended. He didn't really have a life. <laughs> yeah, because he was, he was already dead. Of course, it extended the life of the character as far as you could bring him back every single year, once a year, even though he was even though he wasn't capable of wrestling a full time schedule. But you could bring him back and be like, oh, he's undefeated at yeah, WrestleMania. That's like, will he lose this time? Right. Right, and that's fair, and yeah. uh, the appeal was always, you know, is this going to be the year? And with Punk, there was a great shot of it. It would have made sense if he did. I do agree there. I don't care. One way, I guess my answer is I don't care. I you don't, don't th- care. Now, but do you think he would have stayed had he won? Do you think that was like a, something that could have 
prevented the what happening what did happen from happening i don't know quinn because say he beats the undertaker yeah what if they just wind up booking him like shit anyway for the rest of 13 it's very possible so i don't know i don't think that's answerable within this question you know what i'm saying yeah they already were they did have a decent track record booking him before then before then yeah yes i'm saying but like after wrestlemania 13 when he lost, or 13. sorry, not sorry, in thirteen, WrestleMania yeah. twenty nine, they didn't really book him that strong anymore. He was kind of sliding down into like upper mid card feuds. You know, he yeah. wasn't that great. Uh, nevertheless, folks, let us know what you think of that one. Should he have been the one to do it or not? And do you think he would have stayed or not? Good question, though, Don. We got time for another Quinn, and this one is from Joe McBride. This is a little more retro here. Should the WWF have given Randy Savage that final in ring feud with Shawn Michaels that he wanted? Yes, because (laughs) as you know, I am not a fan of the Babe Ruth of wrestling thing. Coming this Sunday, check out two exclusive WrestleMania specials. Look for the pullout section featuring everything you want to know about WrestleMania 10. Plus a great colored poster only in this Sunday's Daily News. Yeah, that, that is the only reason that didn't happen is because baby Ruth over here. Yeah, baby Ruth. I like that they finally just went out and did it with John Cena at WrestleMania with the they Babe Ruth imagery. Said he was yeah. Babe Ruth. He fin- Vince yeah. finally got it. You know, <laughs> it only took thirty years yeah. or whatever, but he got what he wanted. <sighs> I guess the backstory on this one. Uh, my answer with you is yes, it was worth a shot. But knowing their long term plans, maybe I get why Vince didn't do it. But well, Shawn, what if Shawn Michaels won? That's that what feud? I'm. He was I, going I, in to. In fact, he probably would he have. Was supposed right? to. Yeah. So here's a story on this one. If you if you're not familiar randy savage after losing the world title to rick flair in september of 92 he kind of cooled off that feud with um teaming with perfect against flair and ramon yeah that horrible you you never like job razor ramon yeah, it's stinky and survivor series and then he kind of just is the raw commentator when raw starts it's so in bad. january I, right and not that he's a bad commentator it's just like he's savage he's fucking randy savage right. and he's not like dead or anything no like, he can he, still work he can still wrestle yes. so why is he not wrestling that's the thing so his 93 consists of these tiny little mini feuds like he had a baby feud with repo man in january why he, exactly uh, why who cares about the repo man he had a minor feud with a uh, doink is this about doink very briefly in the summer of 93 the stuff you're saying could be like coliseum video one-off matches right. like these are nothing then he had a hot feud with crush now the match that they blew it off the wrestlemania 10 Horrible. is crappy yeah but the actual feud was very, it's very Randy Savage, you know, right. like we've talked about that, like how he did that feud later with DDP. Right. Very right. intense, very yeah. just, it's just good. a lot of intensity, it, a lot of heat. It's fine. It's just the match it's is crushed. Horrible. Yeah, because like, it's crushed. Crush, <laughs> crush is terrible. He is. I'm sorry. He's yeah. bad. I'll get crushed guaranteed and I'll get him at WrestleMania 10. But I'm going to tell you something, personal life, going through the divorce and everything, and then having friends stab me in the back. That's okay. Everything's cool, brother. I'm standing tall walking tall everything's okay you understand but i am a coiled spring and i will spring on you i'll spring on crush great feud though late 93 going into 94 what savage had wanted to do is have like a year-long feud or maybe it was two year which wwf wasn't doing that shit sorry savage yeah. by then they weren't doing two-year feuds well they did it with owen hart and bret hart well that <laughs> that lingered for years yeah. right but he wanted to have a feud with Shawn Michaels, the heel Shawn Michaels, you know, like that 94 Shawn Michaels, because he saw Michaels' potential 
He, he right. saw he was a young guy, really talented wrestler. He appreciated it. Yeah, him. and I guess they didn't need to put Bret Hart over anymore. So they were like, well, yeah. why don't Randy Savage put Shawn Michaels over? Right. And then they'll be on the same level, maybe, or something like right. that. Yeah, because yeah, Bret was champion, so he was good, right? Yeah. So Savage really wants to work with Shawn Michaels. And I think his idea, if I'm not mistaken, was to have them team initially, maybe have Michaels be a face and all this. And Savage wanted to be the heel in this feud. And uh-huh. get Michaels over as a face and have this big back and forth series of matches. And finally, you know, Michaels wins the feud. Big star made of it. Vince is like, no. Yeah. It's commentary. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> so stupid. And Nobody wants to see that. I know. Look, I love Why Randy did they Savage. Not, I just, oh, it's something that angers me to this day. And it's not even a Shawn Michaels thing. It's a Randy Savage. Oh, it's not Michaels. It's me liking Randy Savage. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, on the table here, I have Randy Savage and Shawn Michaels run next to each other, believe it or not. Oh, you know who I have? Crush. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Tatanka and Samu, of course. Oh, because 1993. Always watching. <laughs> well, he's got to watch. But, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. I just don't understand why this was just jettisoned. I guess Vince viewed Savage as older, as a veteran, and wanted to do that Babe Ruth thing with him. I mean, that's really, that's what he has told Hogan before that and Bret Hart after that. I I know this might sound really stupid, but do you think it was just because of his hair? I've always, his hair didn't help. I've always wondered if that's why he like thought he looked old. It did go downhill after like 90. His hair got bad. How old is he at that point? He's like 42. 142. Which for wrestling is like, it's fine. It's not even that much older than Brett. It's like five years older than Brett. Yeah, it's not, it's not like night and day or no. anything. No. Like, yeah. It's like, it's younger than Backlund. Right. Who, who came in and was, it's younger than Flair. Right. You know, but nevertheless, uh, I think Vince saw him uh, as part of the old guard and much like he wanted to do with Hogan in 93 and Brett, you know, in the later years. Be the Babe Ruth, you know, be our yeah. brand ambassador, so t- to speak. I'll tell you what, he wouldn't have been much of the old guard if they let him take his fucking shirt off. That's the, the other the, thing the, that the, didn't help. The yeah, shirt. I, the shirt. I know it sounds like a stupid thing, but he the shirt, the, he looks stupid. He looks less serious. And he's not even, like, out of shape or I anything. Know. Like, I don't, oh, Me- like, all of it makes me so mad. To even symbolize how important the shirt is, I remember at 7 where he takes it off to show how serious he is. Awesome. And he looks fine, yeah. yeah. And then in WCW, most of the time, if not all the time, he doesn't have a shirt or he has like the tight shirt like it's like but it doesn't have tassels on it or anything the 99 shirt yeah but he doesn't look weird that's different and then he comes back in wcw remember when he what up match or whatever and he's like fucking jacked yeah yeah, that'll i know but still it's not he doesn't look like shit no he looks good yeah but i think that vince just didn't feel like randy savage fit into their long-term booking plans the new generation yeah the whole push they were doing because you got to remember folks this is removed now you look five years earlier to 1989 you know hogan gone piper gone well piper would come back in 94 but yeah. <laughs> hogan gone piper gone warrior gone all know, this shit do you know what's weird about back in those old days though yes sir um Nowadays, like, five years goes by like nothing in wrestling. And, like, the same people that were around five years ago are around today. And Except no, CM Punk. Nobody even notices, really. Like, no, you're right. It's uh, not like... They, it's like, interchangeable, But here, it's like they, they act like 1989. In 1993, they act like 1989 was an eternity ago. Like, it, it felt like, that way, though, too, didn't it? It's just weird how they just kind of, like... I don't know. They just acted like it was a really long time ago for some reason. In a way, it feels like it was. You know, if you watch a show from 89 it's and then the 93, look of the show. it's the look and the wrestlers there. But it's but, I really mean, not a long time. No, it's it's not a long time. It's a few years, but the landscape had changed for the WF for the worse, you know, yeah. by 93, well, 94, decline, clearly. Decline, decline, as I always Obviously, say. Obviously, the aircraft carriers yeah. and all that, but... 
yeah, I think they should have done that. But I get I get why Vince didn't in the sense that he was clearly going with Bret Hart, Owen Hart as the big feud of 94. He took a liking to Diesel in 1994 and wanted to push Which him. Which he was good. He was fine in 1994. Yep. I, don't see, I don't see like some like, man, what a horrible mistake. It, like yeah. he, on paper and like in the ring and stuff, Diesel looked great. Right. And he had Michaels uh, and Razor. And I feel like maybe he just didn't think that Savage was needed to put Shawn Michaels over. It would have been great well, creatively. horribly wrong. <laughs> it would have been great creatively. Michaels wound up being okay. Yeah. He still was okay. So, yes, from a creative standpoint, I think they should have done it, but I understand why they didn't. That's my answer on that one, Quinn. What about you? What's your final verdict? My final verdict is they should have fucking done it. They just should have went for End it. Story. And- none of that Babe Ruth shit, none of that should have ever happened. In fact, I think... In this case, how we were talking about the punk, would he have left thing? Yeah. I don't think Randy Savage would have left if something like that happened. I agree with you. Because he was just looking for a reason to stay. Yes. Like, so for him, it Fair. could have been anything. Like, you it know what? If, if they just did that, honestly. You know what? I'll give credit to WCW on scooping him up in December of 94. Yeah, because- they capitalized on WF being stupid, yeah. basically. Like, that's all they did. In that case, it wasn't them being nefarious. They just were like, why are they being dumb and yeah. not using Randy Savage? He's and a star. Yeah. And he's got a Slim Jim sponsorship, too. Right. And the first thing they do, the first thing Savage does when he shows up, which I thought was brilliant for WCW, is he calls out Hulk Hogan immediately into an angle right. with the top star of WCW. Right. That's a fuck you to and- WWF. And he looked good still wrestling. He didn't look bad. Savage was good until like 97. Yeah. 98. He, he really was okay. He he really yeah. was. He could still go. I mean, that DDP feud so, proved it. It's just so upsetting that Vince acts... To this day, I've always thought Vince acts like it was like somehow Savage's fault for being impatient or something. And and if, if I look at it, Vince McMahon blundered. Like, that was just... He could have done a little Stupid. more with Savage. Yeah, he, it's he, no wonder he wanted to get the fuck out of there. I know. Yeah. Even even if Savage doesn't wrestle all the time, he could have done more with him. Yeah, that's all. But folks, let us know what you think. Should they have done that feud? Would it have been good? I think it would have been good from a creative st- standpoint. It would have been good. Good matches, fun to watch. But if you have any questions for us, you can join the group and go to the spreadsheet link. A whole spreadsheet, Quinn, just for the fans. Put in your questions, and we will do our best to get to the questions. But Quinn. When we come back here on episode number 134, it is round two of the Royal Flush of Intercontinental Champions. Two more going down the crapper, and that is coming up right after this. I would have had the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt for a third time. And I earned it, and I could have had it right there. But I should be the guy at WrestleMania 10 going against Lex Luger, going against the hitman Bret Hart. And let me tell you something, at the risk of being conceited or egotistical, I would have beat Lex Luger, and I would have beat the hitman Bret Hart, just like I beat Yokozuna. But somebody shattered my dream. Somebody close to me, yeah. Hey, it's Sean Mo- Get the hell out of here! Hey! And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, here for episode number 134. It is Monday, June 17th, 2019, and we thank you for being with us. Quinn, we mentioned we have a coupon going on for the Patreon. Yeah, coupon. We have a coupon. That's what they say, right? So here's the skinny, if you will. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, you will find three rewards tiers, $2, $3, and $5. Now, the $5 tier 
gives you the pay-per-view reviews in addition to the weekly raw video feed of every single Monday episode and the bi-weekly 1982 live watch-alongs. Now, we are running a special. That's right. From now until June 30th, if you sign up at the $2 level, not only will you get the raw video, you're also going to get all the pay-per-view reviews from WrestleMania 1 up to the big one now, WrestleMania 3, which is coming out any day. Incredible. Yeah, and that was actually a good show. Yeah, that was a good show. It's also long. <laughs> it's very long. Uh, included in the pay-per-view reviews, by the way, is the big event. Despite yes. not really being a pay-per-view, we did it it's anyway. It's big, though. It is big, and it was an event. Yeah, so <laughs> it's something. It's something to review, something to listen to. So why don't you try out patreon.com slash podcast? browse around, take a look. We don't do this to get rich. We're not trying to beg for your money. But if you really like our show and you want to support us, we have given you all kinds of additional content. And like we said, we have a special coupon going on now. Is that like Q as in Quinn? Like a coupon? That might be what it is. That might be That's what it is. That's how they spell it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how they spell it. But folks, it is time for the Royal Flush. Now, what is the Royal Flush? Let's tell you all about that. Earlier on, before the season started, we took your submissions for the top 10 and the bottom 10 Intercontinental Champions of all time. All of those names got compiled into two separate tanks. We got the tank for the best and the tank for the worst, which maybe is the septic tank. It's tanky. Thank you. So we did the Royal Rankings last week, somewhat uh, controversial, putting Bret Hart above Randy Savage. But I think we made the right call. Listen, we've analyzed. <laughs> we did. I it mean, it was not. Yeah. Hey, he just fought George Steele and Ricky Steamboat, and that's it. And I had good he, matches. He had the best, Randy Savage probably had the best match. Yeah, but, but Brett had a lot of really good ones. Right. That's so the thing. I, I'll give the nod there. But now we're doing the flush, which is the worst of the worst. So each week we pull out two names and we see where they rank. Now let's just update you on this massive list so far of the worst intercontinental it's a, it's champions. It's really a lot of people, oh. so it's gonna. this is going to take a while. So just brace oh, yourselves really? here. <laughs> Get a cold beverage here. Yeah. Number one, the Texas Tornado. Yes, the worst Intercontinental <laughs> Champion ever. Number two, Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> that was Ahmed Johnson, if yeah. you couldn't tell. Uh, so that's the worst right now. Now, we're going to add two more names this week. We're going to see where they rank. Now, when you talk about the Intercontinental title, Quinn. Right, when you talk about <laughs> it. When you talk about it. We're talking about a belt that f- from uh, the mid-80s until the mid into the late 90s was very prestigious, right? Yeah, I mean, and then it cared. wasn't. And then it wasn't. Now, I have a feeling here that there's going to be some names from this era of the belt not being as prestigious. Although, to be fair to the list so far, Tornado and Yonson here, yeah. they were champions during an era where the belt mattered. It's true. So we're this is they're, where they're at the, the the Ahmed especially is at like the tail end of that. The tail belt. end, right? Yeah. This is where the science comes into play, Quinn. Right. Because we're gonna have to figure out. All right, maybe we'll have some guys that were during an era where the belt wasn't as good. How could they be better or worse? We're gonna have to find out. Without any further ado, we got to go down right now before we run out of time, Quinn. It's time for Howard Finkel and the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen. When the Texas tornado says something, he backs it up. It's Mr. Ass, the premier, the primo, the perfect ass. Tonight, I'm going to show you once and all, once and for all, it was no fluke. As is written in the book of Ezekiel. It is the Royal Flush Week 2. Woof. Woof. Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas! Uh, 
<laughs> now, Quinn, we've talked about it here. There's only two names on the list. Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. Turn those damn pilots off here. And Ahmed Johnson. Uh, we're going to add two more names here. We're going to find out who is the worst Intercontinental Champion by the end of this season. I'm excited, Quinn. I think we'll find out who the worst Intercontinental <laughs> Champion is by the end of today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There will be a worst. With some of these names lined oh, up. Oh, woof. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Without any more verbiage, let's all find out who drew number three. This is a test. This is only a test. Test? I test. guess so. Yeah, this is a test, Joe. <laughs> yeah, this is only a test. It's only a test. I don't know. Uh... Now, do you want to give some background on test? Because yeah. remember how he, like, dated Stephanie McMahon in yeah, so, fake life or yeah. something? Andrew Martin, or I think he has a lot more names than just Andrew Martin. Well, Quinn. he has 17 <laughs> names or something. What What is this? Andrew Patrick Clark? It's Jim. Andrew James Robert Patrick Martin. Yeah, of that, course. What a name. And he was a wrestler. Yeah. I don't know if you heard a test, folks. He, he is only a test. Yeah, it was just a test. This is only a test run, all of this. <laughs> now, he was a, he was Motley Crue's fake bodyguard for one show on Sunday Night Heat. Do you remember that? Or Raw? I now, can't remember. Now, they said that that was his job or something for a it while. Really. That, that, that There's no truth to that? No, that was just a way to introduce him. But was as a 13-year-old, I believe. Was the corrections it. officer in real life? Yes. So then... Why, why didn't they find out? So why can't Tess be? I don't know. If Tess flipped burgers, they should have been like, he he was a burger flipper at McDonald's or something. Like, but instead, he was a bodyguard for a Motley crew, you know, right. who was very relevant in 98. Not. And then he like half joined DX, but he was just like friends with them very briefly. And then he joined the corporation. Right. But he joined, he married into the corporation. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So he gets in the corporation in early 99, I think it was, or something like that. And then he becomes a, uh, in the, was he in the corporate ministry also? I believe so. Yeah, he probably lasted when it until merged. then. Yeah. And anyway. he was a merger, so he wasn't really like dark or anything. Yeah. Like, but he gets kind of booted out or whatever the hell happens. He feuds with Shane because Tess likes uh, Stephanie, young, sweet, innocent Stephanie right. McMahon, Before of course. she was evil. Oh, yeah. She's Before very she was kind. like, I was evil all along. Yeah. <laughs> she had a teddy bear and all this yeah. stuff, remember? And where yeah. to, Stephanie? Yeah. Good where times. to, Stephanie? So Shane and uh, Tess have a great little match at SummerSlam 99, and it really puts Tess over. Hey, people are really into the angle. Everyone's like, holy shit, all right, this guy can They're work. like, this is a good test. And he had, <laughs> and he had a good, uh, very good look, a very good hair. His hair was solid. Phenomenal hair. I cannot crap on his hair. It's fantastic. It's probably the best part of test. Yeah, probably. The, the hair. <laughs> his hair definitely passed the test there. So anyway, he uh, wants to marry Stephanie McMahon. You know, proposes mm-hmm. to her and all that stuff, and we're going to have a wedding at the uh, end of 99 here. I think it was November, December. Vincent Man's all into it. Like he's, he's like, my daughter's yep. getting married, and Proud. I'm so happy. I like Test. Like, so of course, like like most things, they do it on Raw because that's where I would want to get married. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they figured you know Test is a professional wrestler, right? Of course. And he's marrying the head of the professional wrestling. Now Stephanie, she doesn't really do this wrestling thing yet. No, no. But she's um, married into it. You she's, know, she's she's born into she's it. Really. Born into it, I should say. Yes. Twenty uh, seventh generation uh, McMahon uh-huh. promoter. Remember, over fifty years. Joe. Yeah, Jess McMahon, Toots, yeah. and all that. Yeah, Toots. So they have the wedding. However, Triple H appears to show a video of how he had allegedly drugged Stephanie McMahon and went to Vegas in a drive-through wedding. I love this. It's funny. Only, I don't care. I love it because it's so. It's so dumb. So doing it. Uh, I Stephanie take you Hunter. I Stephanie take you Hunter. Uh, for my wife. For my husband. Excuse me. For my husband. Apparently, Triple H had married Stephanie, and then we find out of Armageddon. Stephanie turns heel, and she was actually in on it the whole time. Why? I don't know. And don't blame Russo. This is after Russo. Right. So anyway. uh, She's evil all along, Joe. (laughs) Tess decides to form a team with Albert, 
Right, it'd be Harry ATA Albert. is formed. No, TNA. That oh, would be. sorry, wrong acronym. <laughs> uh, the, the TNA with yeah. the Trish. In yeah, her, with the Trish in her one-piece bathing suits and weird boots and, and hat, duster coat. Yeah, and yeah. the hat. Don't forget the hat. Very signature look. The, the fact Brett that Michaels I can remember hat. every piece of it. <laughs> yeah, every she piece. also had almost as good a hair as Test. That's actually true. They have actually, very comparable I wonder, hair. I wonder who had the best hair of the two. Well, I'd say I, probably I, Tess. I would say Tess. Yeah, I, I, I can't so. believe I'm saying this in this case, no, but Tess right. had the better hair of the two. Now, at the end of 2000, uh, Albert disbanded TNA by attacking Tess. Is so. that when he went to Japan and became the Lord of Tensai? No, I think he was still there for a while. But okay. anyway, so Tess becomes a singles wrestler and a rather uninspired one. At some point, he cuts his hair. And if you're wondering why we're spending all this time talking about the backstory, it's because all he had was one very short run with the Intercontinental title in November of 2001. That nobody remembers. Yeah, and again, I understand that if you're picking a list, if you're a fan right out there and you're drawing up a list of 10 intercontinental champions that you hate or that you think are the worst, I get that people got to be on there. Now, Test is one of those people that got enough votes to make the list. Now, Quinn. OK, this is why I think I'm this is my just my theory, because I'm reading his entire like intercontinental <laughs> title run, which is about two sentences on Wikipedia. <laughs> and it is this. I, You know, I'll just read it because um. It, there's not a lot to it. Go it ahead. says, following this, Test returned to singles competition and began feuding with Edge. After right. defeating Edge to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship, which gives you a link to the Intercontinental title. Oh, very nice Just of in them. case you needed to know. Very Tess nice. lost the title back to him in a unification match at Survivor Series for the WCW United States Championship <laughs> and the WWF Intercontinental. <laughs> so basically... He beat Edge, and somehow Edge got the U.S. title in that time, in that week or whatever. And he had it for two weeks, and basically, right? And then they right? fought again, and then Edge just won the title back, and Tess never did it. He never was the Intercontinental Champion ever again. What a reign. So this is actually... <laughs> why, why did they even... They, they literally only did this so that they could have a unification match. So, okay, so now I get why he might be one of the worst, because, right. look, we talked about Texas Tornado, and how he was a last-minute fill-in... Right. For uh, Brutus Beefcake. And I get that. And we talked about Ahmed, who was supposed to have a really good run. He got injured. Mm -hmm. This was clearly, you're right. He wins it from Edge. And Basically, because they couldn't, they needed Edge to <sighs> not be the Intercontinental Champion stupid. by Survivor Series. Right. So that at Survivor Series, there could be a match right. where they would unify these titles. That's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, and that's his reign, literally. He would go on to wrestle for several more years in the WF, but yeah, I mean, what a reign. Unfortunately, no longer with us is Tess, but... Right. He would go on to uh, be in the ECW revival. Yeah, that's right. That was, I, That's the last major thing I ever remember, and he... I don't know. They tried to they tried to revamp him with the weird chest or whatever. With the chest? Did they change his name to chest? <laughs> it should have been, because his chest was disturbing. <laughs> yeah, he was actually there until 07. I think oh, yeah. he no, they, violated wellness they, or something. They liked him. Like, yeah, they liked him. They, they they, they always kept him around. Um, Vince loves big, tall, strong, blonde guys, Quinn, with big hair. I think, honestly, they thought in the back of their heads, well, we'll like eventually. Turn. That was always their thought with him, right? We'll they eventually do him. something with him? Right. So they just kept him on the roster forever until at some point they just realized, okay, like... He's 42. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Whatever um, it was. I... I it was nice. 30, maybe it was nice having him in the back pocket, but we don't need him anymore. Yeah, he wasn't really forty-two, but I'm just making a point. Yeah, we'll have to see if Test passes the test here. But that's all I have to say about him. I'm not going to lie. That's literally all there is Sorry. to say about that rain. You got to remember, folks. Let's just remind the fans one more time. Quinn and I are randomly drawing these names out. 
and we have no involvement in the selection of who made the cut. Right. We we don't vote. So we these don't, are we don't control the um the turn thing where the people yeah. get their balls out you know yeah. before the rumble. There's some dork in a suit doing that for us. Or you mean know, Gene, one of- <laughs> yeah, one of them. So these are names voted on by the fans. Test is one of those names. That's all there is to say about his IC title run. It was like 13 days or whatever the hell it was. It was nothing. It didn't matter anyway because it was it's 01. The only purpose of it was so that at that pay-per-view, Survivor Series 01, they could have a unification yeah. title match. So rather pointless. Yeah. Let's now find out who drew number four. And I've got a portfolio that has beat the stock market seven out of the last seven years. Ah, Mago, we're having fun, Mago. <sighs> I can't stand him in any context. He's so bad. That's JBL, folks, of course. Jubble. Yeah. yeah, the Jubble. John Bradshaw Layfield. God. I, with some horrible names on this list. This is, I mean, this is pretty <laughs> Let's get honest here, Quinn. There's nothing good going on here. All right, folks. JBL. Why the hell was he the Intercontinental Champion? Well, let's talk about that. So, JBL had turned heel in 2004. As you might know, he kind of turned on Farouk somewhat and uh, disbanded the APA and became the, I guess, the JR Ewing of the the WWF with the cowboy hat and the stock tips and all that. And he was so rich and cool in Texas and all this shit. And I didn't like it. He was the richest. And he became the world champion, as we all know. And he lost that to, uh, you might have heard of Jack Cena. You ever hear of him? Yeah, Jack. Jackie Cena. Jackson Cena. (laughs) Jackson Cena. That's his his Christian name. (laughs) So that was it for him as the world champion. But he lingered around. Yeah, I know. That was horrible. That whole. (laughs) Why? The guy that's like part of APA. Let's make him the world I know, champion. it was bad. But he lingered around for a bit as a wrestler and then became an actually pretty well-regarded color commentator as a heel. Right. This is not the having fun Maggle version. I'm, I'm talking like the he replaced Taz on SmackDown right. with Michael Cole and he was actually a good for heel a commentator for a it while. Wasn't, and then he got ridiculous. And then he decides to wrestle again, which everyone's like, what do you have to? Like, yeah. Why do you have to do we that? We don't like watching you wrestle. <laughs> right. so. And he was involved in the whole like Finley son Hornswoggle yep. feud and he feuded with Jericho, I think, and he feuded with Shawn Michaels. I, you're naming things I don't want to remember. Yeah, the I bought Shawn Michaels <laughs> contract what or whatever fuck? that is. Like, I, yeah, I don't have any money anymore. Yeah, ooh. Remember that? That's what How? it was. I don't know. And that part never made any sense, especially because after it was over, then they just never mentioned it again. Like, it just like, it's like no, Shawn won his thing back <laughs> yeah. or something. He won his smile money back and he was... He's fine now. He found a smile. All now he's well. a millionaire once again. Yeah. But in the midst of JBL still wrestling here, he wins the uh, the Intercontinental title in March, March 9th, 2009, from none other than CM Punk. Now, CP Monk, I want to uh, note that it, it appears the only purpose of this, the only fucking purpose was to say he was a Grand Slam champion. Yes. Which doesn't mean anything nowadays. No. Like, it really never did. I because, mean, European didn't mean shit to begin with. So, nowadays, with the, especially even back then, in, in March 9th, what year is this? 2009. March of 09, yeah. Back then, you could win like a combination of belts to become a Grand Slam. You wasn't. It didn't mean every belt anymore. It meant like right. I won this one belt from SmackDown, but yeah, I won another secondary title, and because I did that and won a world title and a tag belt of any kind, right? Like it's like now I'm a Grand Slam. You just it, all it meant was two mid card titles, a tag team, and a, a one of the world titles. So which Grand Slam did he win? Then I know he had the world and the tag, and then the IC. What was the fourth for him? He didn't have the European, did he? 
No, because he won the U.S. title. He had the U.S. Okay, so, so they're d- counting There's that. the two mid-card titles, right? He also had the hardcore, don't forget, when yeah, he, but in like 02. I don't know what you call having that in your thing. But. Yeah, I don't know. So Grand Slam plus the hardcore, let's not forget. Yeah. That's pretty impressive But yeah, there. That's, that's all that means or something. For such a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, JBL, fuck him. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I think that's the only reason they did it. He wins it from CM Punk. I don't even remember Punk having it yeah. in 09. He had well, it, CM really? Punk had the Intercontinental belt a zillion Why? times. Why? Because they didn't want to give him the world title forever, remember? Well, he had the other world title. But the it, fake one. The ECW world title. No, the title. big gold. Yeah, I'm just saying he had the big gold, but I, they didn't want to give him the real belt. No, So they used to, 11. like, placate him with, like, giving him the Intercontinental title. <laughs> right. He had the Intercontinental a lot, now, from can, all I remember. Now, can I ask a question before we yeah. mention who Bradshaw lost it to and when? Yeah, sure. Did the Intercontinental title matter by 2009? Oh, no. Why did they still do it? This is even post Randy Orton making it matter oh, again. And somewhat, then, yeah. And then, like, then it really didn't matter again after oh, that. Oh, yeah, this is years after that. Right, yeah. What Now, folks, you were, if you were watching in 09, God bless you, because Quinn and I did, and it wasn't easy for mm-hmm. a lot of 09. It really wasn't. Did you care when there was a new Intercontinental no, Champion? Never. I mean, I didn't. I it was just it didn't something. Mean anything? It was anymore. just something that happened on Raw sometimes. Now, like is, that's like literally yeah. all it was. Like, just like, oh, there's a new champion, and no one cared. I'll give it this. Here's the thing: is there would be still matches for the Intercontinental title, especially on TV, that yeah, were, were actually really good. Yes, and I remember you're right, you're them right. winning it, and it was fun. But it wasn't really the title at this point didn't matter as much as oh here's a good match and you know yeah. he's holding a belt up at the end like that's like that's all it is it's like, the inverse of what it used to be it right. used to mean the intercontinental title would give you good matches right now the title was incidental to these good workers yeah exactly right? there, there were still good workers it yes. just was like it didn't really matter that they won the intercontinental yeah. belt in this match like who was getting upset when someone won and they lost it yeah that's what yeah. i'm i didn't care close line from hell i believe he raked the eyes but the But anyway, JBL, and I do remember this rather comedically, loses it, I believe, very quickly to Rey Mysterio at Wrestle 25. What a fucking loser. A month later. Seriously, like, how? <laughs> it was Why great. did they do that? Why? Isn't that his retirement? Doesn't he stop wrestling after that? After the match, JBL grabbed the mo- mic and said, I quit. That's yeah. what Wikipedia.web says. Th- that was it, right? Yeah, so- dot JBL. <laughs> dot JBL. I quit! 21 seconds that match was, and Yohams becomes a new champion, and that's JBL's run. Also, in case you were wondering, Joe, the next day he announced his retirement on the WWE Universe blog. What is that? I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't know it even was a thing. Was that like a WordPress or something? Yeah. Live journal? Yeah. It's the universe blog, Joe. That's not real. It's probably just a sub page on WF.com or whatever. Blog.wweuniverse.com or yeah, something. It's, I bet you that's all it is. Is there an article? Let me see if there I can find a, the original. There is an article link. Oh, God. Fans.wwe.com. <laughs> that's what it was. The universe. But they were called fans in the URL Oh, the still. Wayback Machine has it. Why is it? Why? I want to thank the WWE for a great career, for taking a chance on me and allowing me the keys to the car for a while. <laughs> I will always appreciate the WWE wherever I go. I am proud of my 13 and a half years Can with they the hold WWE. A gun to his head while I was saying this? <laughs> and I am proud of the WWE for cleaning up a great sport. What? <laughs> to make it more healthy to everyone that is a part? However, I have no current plan on doing anything in the future on a professional level with WWE. <laughs> I don't plan on doing commentary. Excuse me? Excuse me? 
Anyway, that's JBL, and once again, why are we reading his stupid thing on the universe blog or whatever? By the way, I just want to talk about. I just want to mention this sentence. I've worked with Charlie Haas to reform www.custommuscle.com. <laughs> Together, we plan on being the best nutrition website in the world. <laughs> and there's a link to it, by the way. What the fuck are they talking about? Custom Muscle. I'm going to it right now. Custom Muscle. It seems like the web archive has that. Oh, it's just literally a hit counter. What? I'm not kidding. Are you serious? Way, it just says uh, apparently 116,000 people went to this website. <laughs> just in case, and I'm the 160,000. Oh, that's 41st person. You know what? I'm very happy for you, Quinn. That's also really, get really Adobe good. Flash Player. Okay, just, well, you should have that you, you by now. You should have it. There you go. CustomMuscle.com. <laughs> that's uh, that's what JBL went on to do. It got 160,000 uh, hits. Who and cares? Don't forget, I was the 160,041st hit. God. All right. History has been made on History this web podcast. History has certainly been made here. Web podcast. Web podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us on the OVP web podcast. Yeah. All right, Quinn. www.universeblog.com. <laughs> that's, that's... Can, we, can we find out what the address to that is and buy it? No, I'm not buying anything. <laughs> I'm still trying to get heroesofwrestling.com. <laughs> Do you look every now and then? No, I haven't in a long time. Oh, Remember, boy. it was like $2,100 or something. I was like, the fuck are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> what? Who's buying that from them? <laughs> no one. I like how JBL, this is the best we can talk about, like, about this ring. Yeah, you're right, right. Some stupid blog and Charlie Haas his muscles. custom muscles.web or whatever. God, all right. It's ranking time. Let's run it down the really long list again. Number one, Texas Tornado. Mm-hmm. Number two, Ahmed Johnson. Both champions during a period of time where uh, the belt mattered more. And- I have to say, the two we just talked about, Joe, are clearly... Much worse than these two. I want to break down why. I think yeah. you're right, but I want to at least give it its reasoning. We're starting with Test. Test versus Ahmed Johnson thoughts. Ahmed Johnson. That's now, my only thought. It's rare to say this, but Ahmed was actually the champion longer. <laughs> I don't even know how. At least there was potential there. With Test, it was just like, well, I guess he's going to have this match at the pay-per-view and lose. <laughs> like, that's literally all the only purpose of it. I wonder if that was his only defense. Obviously, it was probably it his could only have televised. Only been. Maybe there was one defense on, on the week in between, but nice. I highly doubt it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, at least. You know, I'm glad we didn't make him number one, because I was thinking about this since we did this. And Ahmed, honestly, was really over. Yeah. And it was a big deal when People he won the belt. wanted him to be the IC champ. We can hinge his ranking on that alone, even though he had no real notable defenses, at least. It wasn't his fault, though. His it, yeah, it wasn't his fault. fell out or whatever <laughs> happened. Kidney. Sorry. Uh, it, wrong, wrong body part. <laughs> yeah, that, Jake's uh, liver fell out. Yeah. So, at least, though, he was really over, had a great build to the match that he wanted, and it, people were into it, so he's got that. Now, Tornado versus Test. Right. Thoughts? Uh, at least with the Tornado, maybe there was some kind of, like, thought there is what we can seem to discern. Like, is that there was, like, well, he looks good. Like, he looks like a champion. He's Test known elsewhere. Looks like a weird baby Test, did thing. Ha- yeah, did like, Test have the short hair already by a one? He did, so. right? You know, he was already bad then. Yeah. At oh, least no, with- wait, did he? Actually, I think he did. Maybe. Yeah, he, he cut his hair a foot his short. His chest wasn't morphed yet, though, at that point, I don't he think. He cut a foot off of his hair, unlike Carrie, who just cut yeah. a f- okay. Um So, Test did not have any real notable defenses except the one that he lost at. Tornado didn't really either, but at least he had a few months as a, yeah, a few months as a champion. Right. Three or four months, and at least it was, all right, he beat Mr. Perfect for it. 
big pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, they all suck. Everyone sucks as a champion well, that we've Tess mentioned. Tess lost it at a big pay-per-view, Survivor Series. To Edge, who had yeah. just had it. And a match well, that probably was like, it. I'm going to guess the third match on the card. Can we find out right now? Because yeah. we really don't have anything else to talk about, Okay, folks. I'll this say is, third match. What do you say? This is, I'm going to say it's the fourth. This is a situation, folks, where we've really got to give you your money's worth on this one. Right. Uh, it was the fourth. Oh, well, damn it. Technically, though, okay, we're both right. The first one was the pre-show match. Aha! So we're both right in that sense. Okay. It was the fourth thing, but it was the third on the pay-per-view. Uh, yes, and it was 11 minutes, which is about what you would think. That's longer <laughs> than I would think, actually. <laughs> <You> think? <laughs> so, no, I that, mean, it's not four minutes. And that was where Tess was in the Alliance, don't forget. Oh, yes. Because that uh, was such a good angle. Remember, it was... It was <laughs> you, you think you know Edge? I don't know him. I, I don't. I didn't know him at that point. I knew him <laughs> after his, you know, live sex celebration and, or whatever. And Edge in on paper, it sounds better, but this is still like doofus Edge in 01. Like, even though yeah. he was singles, he wasn't good yet. Didn't he, he have okay. moves like Edge-O-Matic at this yeah, point? Yeah, the Edge-O-Matic, the education or whatever was the, all these puns. <laughs> Horrible! <laughs> I know. It, I did, why, when he became rated R, it was so much better. That's the best version of him. He's so Abs- good! Absolutely. I love that version coat, of Edge. Yeah. The good coat. The good coat, Lita, <laughs> yeah, Lita, with the bangs. And his hair is like grungier, but it's yeah. still good. Bang, you know what I mean? Bangs, Lita. Yeah, bangs. He bangs Lita, yeah. literally, And too. then she got bangs after he banged her. So Tess is going to be number one, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So now we got JBL. Now, will he be number one? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Let's, uh, yeah, see? Look, suspense, folks. Yeah. Who's going to be worse here? All right, let's put him against Ahmed Johnson. Uh, worse. Ahmed Johnson, yeah, yeah, is better. And strictly because, same principle as the test thing, Ahmed, big win. That's I want Ahmed to make it all the way to number 10. I want him to be the best of the worst. You're rooting for that, but I it, am. it might not happen, I, It might not, that's the yeah. thing. But in this case, with Jubble here, yeah. Jubble had it four weeks. <laughs> but okay, so this is the thing. Jubble's got WW Universe blocked. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget his partnership with Charlie Haas. Right, and it's quite momentous, actually. You think so? Yeah. You know, there's some comments on the uh, Jubble blog, in case you were wondering. Oh, I uh, am. On the Universe blog. Yeah, go ahead. You want to hear what some people really had to say about them? They were really inspired. Oh, sure, Quinn. Um, they said, uh, Planet Decordova from April 6, 2009 says, You will always be the best in my eyes. Thanks for a wonderful time. JBL forever. Uh, IC3C0ID says... You are an awesome wrestler, as well as a great entertainer. You will surely be missed. Thanks for the memories, JBL. <laughs> and let's just say um, we got one more here. In JBL, surrounded by dollar signs, of course. Oh, okay. We trust. That's his name. Yep, of course. Uh, that's his name. In a way, JBL, I'm happy you left the WWE. Your character has been mistreated since you lost the title at WrestleMania 21, the Intercontinental title? World. Oh, uh, World. it. But I will miss you a lot. I only watch Raw because of you. <laughs> I, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. <laughs> Hopefully, WWE will let you keep your WWE page so you can keep posting blogs. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Love seeing you on Cash In, and we'll keep watching you on there. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what a Cash In? Is that something on yeah. CNBC or something? I'm it, not even kidding. La- last sentence here from NJBL, we trust. Yeah. You are the best, and I am sad we never got to see the smiling JBL from SmackDown again. 
I don't know what that sentence what? means. The smiling JBL. Oh, there's only two more comments. Actually. Oh, good. Let's read them all here because we got nothing, folks. This is only the first page, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Thanks for some great matches, and I wish you well with your future plans. Oh, wow. That's, that's really from good. That's SDB. Oh. And finally, from Chris. This Chris. Oh, hi, Chris. Um, the last time I looked forward to watching SmackDown was when you were the champion. Good luck with whatever you do in the future. I will miss you. So that's JBL's now, reign. For all this, for this reason, I will say uh, JBL is probably number two on this list. <laughs> and d- don't forget custommuscle.com. It, so you, it's a hot website. So you think that Ahmed trumps him for the reasons we said that Ahmed was better than Test, right? You're you're with me on that, Quinn? Yeah. That Ahmed's better than JBL mm-hmm. because of the win, because of the circumstances. Fine. What about JBL versus Tornado, Quinn? JBL versus Tornado. Um, he's worse. Why? Because not, all of I don't this, disagree. All, literally, this is just so he could retire, isn't it? It's like, that's like <laughs> what the point of this is. Yeah, but, and also, what did he get the grand slam? Because that means nothing. <laughs> and so he can get another hit on custommuscle.com. Custom muscle. Yeah, and once again, folks, I know that there was some concern expressed here with the worst because, you know, the title has a somewhat of a lineage drop off, as we mentioned, a prestige drop off yeah. after 98, 99. But we got to call it like it is. If, this, if there was a good champion in 01 or 2, we'd say that. Right. There was. Wasn't, there wasn't a good champion in 09 here. I will say this about JB. At least some people got Adobe Flash Player because of this. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, he was very wise. He's very to wise to put that link on his website with the hit counter. So it's down to JBL versus Test. Who's actually worse? I think Test is technically worse. Because JBL, at least there was some purpose to it other than just a unification match. So essentially all it is is so Edge could have a match on pay-per-view the next the coming thing or in two weeks or whatever and this one was more to give jbl a send-off yeah losing like in embarrassing say, fashion I, i'll say the send-off is a better thing than test than, than unification of for the, no reason yeah okay i'm a little divided on this one here yeah i know it's a big decision folks uh <laughs> yeah i can get behind that coin i'd say that jbl is wor- is uh under test test can stay at number one under test he's it's under like test underpants yeah. You want to do that? You want yeah, to put JBL as number two? JBL is definitely number two. I'll give him credit there. Okay. That'll do it for the rankings now. Now, I want to. I have a disclaimer for everybody. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. on the first Royal, rank, uh, Royal Flush of the season, the production people accidentally played the wrong outro song. They played the previous season's outro song. So oh, did they? This is the debut now of the new Royal Flush outro song. Go for it. What the? So for week number two, the hell is this? Flush, at number one, the new champion, the new worst. It's Test. Number two, Such a terrible champion. <laughs> number two, John Bradshaw Layfield. Number three, the Texas Tornado, and number four, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson. What the <laughs> fuck is this music, folks? Be sure to let us know yours. You can do that by tweeting at us at OVP Podcast. You can email us or do what everyone else is doing and join the group. Quinn, when we come back, I can't believe I requested a WCW show. I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) And that's what we'll be reviewing right after this. Denny's Original Grand Slam Breakfast is now just $1.99. $1.99? Are you out of your mind? Crazy. You get two eggs, two fluffy hotcakes, two bacon, and two sausages for just $1.99. $1.99? Are you out of your mind? The Grand Slam, the most famous cooked-to-order breakfast in America, just $1.99. 
They usually don't make mistakes here at Lenny's. Denny's. No mistake. At participating Denny's, the Grand Slam is just one ninety nine. One ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? The original Grand Slam for a dollar ninety nine. How long can this last? I don't know. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. Hey, it's Sean. Stop. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast here, episode number 134. Quinn, we're going to be reviewing something in a second here, but did you know there's other wrestling podcasts out there? Really not aware of it. (laughs) Sometimes. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Now, these aren't the ones with the Blue Chew ads and the Conrad and all that stuff. Oh, good. These are people that are scrapping on the indies the way OVP does, and there's three friends of the show we want to shout out for you. We're going to start with the wrestling podcast about nothing, WPAN, and it's hosted by two guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. Uh, One of them is a retired referee, Mike Crockett. He doesn't work at all in the wrestling (laughs) business anymore, right? (laughs) That's right. But his partner does, Quinn. That is one half of the bouncers. It is the brawler, Brian Malonis. Wine City Whaler. The Wine City Whaler, you might want to call him. we got to get that over one of these days. One of these days, that's going to be his name. What would their tag team name be if they went by these... Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, AA. (laughs) There you go. And their finisher is the AA. There you go. (laughs) But check out their show, The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, because what they do is they do a variety of things, actually. They bring their perspective as people that have worked in the business, but also as fans. Sometimes they'll interview people from the New England Mat Wars. There, there's a lot of wars up there, and they're on the mat. Sometimes they'll review a show, like an old, obscure show, which I don't know who else, anyone else that does that. I've never heard of I've that I've never before. heard of that concept before. Wait, what are we doing next? We're going to do WCW Main Event. Oh, okay. But check out the wrestling podcast about nothing. really is a good show. And then on Thursdays, check out the critically acclaimed, award-winning Greetings from Allentown. Oh, yes. The, all the critics. All the all, critics. You know, they're really talking about that one. It's on all the best of lists. I saw it on um, Variety. <laughs> oh, yeah, Variety. <laughs> made it into Variety. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and Pete Winson, the host of Greetings from Allentown, takes you on a variety of topics as he reviews one episode of Retro Wrestling, but there's all sorts of anecdotes, asides, and personal observations. Really fun one-man show. It's Greetings from Allentown. And then, if you like your Retro Wrestling slathered in that barbecue sauce... Yeah, we like that in the summer. We do, actually. In the north, we dig the barbecue sauce oh, in yeah. the summer. Oh, yeah, with the coleslaw. Yeah, with the coleslaw. <laughs> Check out... Book in the territory with Mike Mills and his crew. They do two shows. They have a show that focuses on the Smoky Mountain, and they also have a show that focuses on the NWA turning into WCW, you know, the late 80s product. They're that Southern wrestling stuff. If you like it, you'll like Book in the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show, we've got the wrestling podcast about nothing. Greetings from Allentown. And booking the territory. And speaking of Southern wrestling, uh, yes, we Michael. got some today, right? Yes, we do. We've got WCW main event, uh, the last one, January third, ninety eight. Now, I guess background. Yeah, sure. Okay. In nineteen eighty eight, ten years prior, this show debuted. It was NWA main event yes, at the time. If I recall, there was a big push for it too because I remember there was pay per views that are on the network to this day that have ads for like the new show yep. the NWA main event yep. is coming. Like they're yep. all excited about it. And now the idea behind it, and it was a good idea. Don't get me wrong. Here on TBS was that it would feature main event caliber matches on right. the Sunday show, Sunday evening it was at the time, and it would be a big ratings draw for a while. People actually really liked this show because you get you know Ric Flair would be on it. People like, like that. actually wrestling, yeah. and not just bragging right and it had a variety of title changes throughout its run all the way up to i think 96 the u.s title sting wow. and conan or something like that or one man gang one of yeah. those 
So it was actually, for a few years, a pretty important show. Not as important as the flagship WCW Saturday Night. Yeah, it was kind of just like a special thing yeah. that they did. Like It's like, oh, look at this nice show that comes on like once a week and yep, you Sunday get a main nights. event match. Yep. And I actually, I don't know about you, Quinn, because there was so much WCW programming. I actually did watch this quite a bit in around 95. I remember Sundays at 5 or 6 or something on TBS. WCW main event, Brain and Shivani, that was the team. I liked it. I always liked back then just how much WCW content there was. Like Because in a time when you were... Well, especially when I was new to wrestling, yeah, I wanted all the wrestling I could get, Correct, so I yep. always liked that WCW provided that for me on the weekends. Yeah, even before Nitro, you're talking WCW Saturday night? It's two hours. Two hours, you're talking main event, you're talking pro, right. and worldwide. And then on We're top of on. it, you got you know Action Zone and yeah. all, the, all the superstars Mania. and all that shit. Yep, and then don't forget the occasional Clash of Champions specials right. that WCW would do. There was a lot of wrestling, right? But obviously here, now we're in 1998. Right. And by this point, there's a couple of things going on. Nitro has long been now their top show. Oh, yeah. Since 95. There, there's, there's not a lot of point to these weekend Correct. shows anymore. <laughs> right. Saturday night is still technically their B show, but in a few short days, WCW Thunder will debut on TBS on Thursdays, oh, boy. and that would be the new B show. The death knell. Yeah. Pro is still on. Worldwide, as we know, is still on. That was still that might right. still be on now. We're not sure. Worldwide. It's possible. <laughs> it's it's possible. very possible because it just faded or whatever happened right. and t- turned into static. It might still be like it's like Scott Hudson's like still doing stuff. In the, in the, in the ether somewhere. He's talking about some WCW match that I may have thought happened with, in a dream. Yeah, with Mark Starr or somebody. Yeah. But you are right, Quinn. There's not really a point for a show like this anymore because what main event had kind of turned into is essentially Action Zone. Yeah, uh, which was kind of like prime time too. Yeah, but not as mu- not even as prime timey. Uh, it would have exclusive matches that sucked, and then it also had uh, recaps of the various goings on in WWE. Yeah. Now this had at least be- it had exclusive matches. It did have at that, the very right. least. It did. And we're going to get some of those, but this was the last one. And I know you mentioned this at one point that they didn't promote it as such. I have the feeling maybe they didn't know. Maybe it was just canceled, literally canceled by TBS. Yeah, they don't really say, although the ending leads me to believe they knew. Maybe. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so WCW main event. The final WCW main event, again, January 3rd, 1998. And I can't believe this was still on in 1998. Yeah, right? And now, to be fair, it's like the third day of 1998, but <laughs> yeah. still. I can't really believe it was still on into 97, honestly, because right. it just wasn't needed, like you said. I also want to mention here before we get to the intro... By this point, they had actually moved the show from its traditional Sunday evening time slot. This is now a Saturday morning show. So, Quinn, we got some dark, brooding intro scene. Two wrestlers are locking up in, like, a warehouse or something. Yeah, it's I don't like, know sort of it futuristic, lots of dark blues. Yeah. You know, it's that shit WCW, <laughs> yeah. like, everything is, like, super futuristic. Technology or future, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Dystopian and, future in this case. <laughs> very dystopian, uh, much like WCW. Uh, and in the intro, we've got people like Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, The Giant, DDP, Emo Sting, and... Glacier. Uh, the music, Quinn, is as generic as it gets, honestly. Yep, gotta have that hard rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, dong, dong. It's, yeah, it's very I generic. Even, I can't even tell you what it was, <laughs> and I watched it today. And you're usually a savant with the music, right, too. Right, yeah, it was just like, yeah, like whatever, I don't know. We're joined by Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan, so that's a good start, of course, and yep. Bobby immediately makes me laugh by saying, I'm Elton John. Good morning, everyone. I'm Tony Schiavone, along with... I'm Elton John. 
I don't even know why he's saying that. I don't that. get the reference. And he talks about Happy New Year's or something, and I'm yeah. like, okay, What whatever. is a New Year? Right? I just mean, what does Elton John and Happy New Year have to do with each other? Is there a reference we're missing, I yeah. guess, from the time? Very contemporary reference there. But anyway, they're at a desk with a video wall behind them. Yeah, it's basically dark mode version of primetime setup. <laughs> it like, is. Like, in a couple months on your iPhones, I believe you'll get dark mode. This yeah. is like if we apply dark mode to primetime. Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Or like the glass table action zone. Yeah, same, yeah same, exactly. Same Except theme dark here. mode. Dark Don't, mode. Da- dark mode. <laughs> so, Tony Schiavone, before I say this, I just got to mention one more thing. I picked this, which I never, I'm ever, surprised. Ever, I, I, I was happy to watch it. I know you were. And yeah. I never suggest WCW. Right. I don't. It's always Quinn. But I want to say one thing, Quinn, so that way there's no misconception. I did not consider the subject matter here that we would be hearing this wasn't about on purpose because now I, I did you, not. You do understand what you've yes. opened up on the boards, correct? Ne- next and week I or whatever. Promise you, I promise you that I did not intend to review something that was talking about the goings on of Starcade '97. Because- I'll say this. I'll say this about this. Yeah. This and this has nothing to do with the whole argument. It's just that it's interesting to see how they treated. What went yeah. down? Interesting is a good word for it, Quinn. I, I mean, they're doing their damnedest to hide the flaws. Is my point? Like that's <laughs> yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. It's like, which is good. That's that's due diligence. Is my point. You it's know, due. Yeah. So uh, Shivani does immediately launch in how Starcade '97 was the single biggest day in wrestling. Sunday, December 28th, will long be remembered as the single biggest day in World Championship Wrestling history. At the time, they thought it would Shut be. Shut up. As I'm we just saying, they thought it would be. As we see stills, no Crosby or Nash, yeah. maybe Kevin Nash, uh, from the Hogan Sting match there. Very excited about the stills. Yeah. You notice that? <laughs> yeah. no, they won't give you the footage. No, the stills. Just stills. Uh, Shivani says it was a fast three count. We all know it wasn't. But there's only stills, so you'll never know. <laughs> Can't see. But of course, Bret Hart ran in, punched Nick Patrick. Did you just say punch it? Punched Nick Patrick. You did. Punched. That's not even a word, you scorpion dick lock. And before you know it, Sting is the new champion. And Tony Schiavone talks about how Sting suffered 18 months of mental and physical abuse from the NWO. Listen here, seriously. He got sad that Luger thought that he might have joined the NWO, and then he just left the fucking mental company. Mental anguish, Joe. And then he only occasionally appeared anyway and attacked people. That's literally all it was. What mental and physical abuse? Well, remember, they brought the fake Sting in. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that really bothered him while he's sitting at home collecting a paycheck or sitting in the rafters. They were messing his legacy up, Joe. Like a goth teen or something like that. And then they kept pretending he was in the NWO, even though he wasn't. He was WCW all the way. Shivani honestly sounds like he'd rather not be doing this show. He sounds very half interested. I'm going to be honest you think? with you. Yeah, I mean, more... I think he his interaction with the brain are pretty. Involved. They're good. Yeah. The two of them are good. But yeah. anyway, however, the next night on Nitro, the night after Starcade, Bischoff and Hogan got in the ring to complain about how Sting was stung. Ho- Hang was bung. Yeah, they literally say complain. Too. Yeah. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Hang was bung. Bung was bung. Whatever the hell they say. At least we have actual video for this and not stills. Yeah, it's true. It's an actual video clip. So J.J. Dillon ran out to respond to Hogan with the message here that Sting is willing to put his title on the line again here on Nitro. Bischoff then accepts the challenge on Hogan's behalf. <laughs> he also calls Dillon Fathead, which was <laughs> funny. Hey, hey, Fathead! Don't screw it up this time! So they wound up wrestling, Quinn, on Nitro. And I honestly didn't even remember that they fought after Starcade. And I'm guessing maybe it was WCW realizing all the people that had such a fucking problem with the ending of that. So yeah. they, they were like, okay, let's just do the match yeah, over again. Exactly. They, but then we'll, we'll still not show you the end of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So here's what happens. Hogan misses a leg drop and Sting lands a Stinger splash. But Nitro ran out of time and they abruptly cut off the feed. So I don't remember any of this, but for some reason, I, I 
just from the way they're saying it and the way they did things back then, yes. I'm assuming they did that on purpose for yes. like storyline reasons yes, so that the did. NWO could make more excuses. Yeah, and let's ignore the fact that uh, Time Warner owns TNT and could have easily extended the show. Yeah. Bobby looks very unimpressed with this whole thing or even being there. Shivani explains that the match did continue. They did roll tape. But there's a court injunction from right. the NWO preventing anyone from showing the so, footage here. Don't forget about this court injunction. It's uh, very important, Joe. Did you, did you know that there was a court injunction? Yes, I knew that, actually. Because um, I don't know if you knew it, yeah. because they're going to tell you about it. Uh-huh. I actually love how WCW used to act like real stuff, such as courts and things, can prevent them from showing wrestling <laughs> matches. Yeah, I know. What? What court's getting involved in that? Like, Let's if you be took real. to a judge, I don't want them to see this pro wrestling match on television. You can't show yeah, it. Get the fuck out of my courtroom. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what? Is <laughs> Waste it? my time. This is what the judge would be like. You do know it's fake, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bobby thinks of, uh, you know, other possible job opportunities before our very eyes here having to deal with this. Tony says, though, that they're going to try, try to show the footage tonight on Saturday night, or yeah. if not, Monday on Nitro. The, at the latest. Yeah, at latest. the latest. You're going to get it by Nitro. It might be on Saturday night this week, so you better watch. And then Shivani's like, folks, we can't talk about it, but Sting still is the world champion. Like, <laughs> what's the point then? Tony just spoils it, even though they're not allowed to yeah, talk about it. Fuck? And then the brain tries to be funny with his impression of the fast count from Starcade. Yeah, which is dumb. Which sort of, it's sort of like a fuck you to the fans, I will admit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're acting like it was a, not a fast count. It was such a not fast count. It's yeah. amazing. But still to come, comments from Bret Hart. First, though, you want to get wired? WCWWrestling.com is here, you assholes. <laughs> you can enter the chat room, buy a crappy shirt. And they allegedly have streaming video on it, which is bullshit because this is 1998 internet. Yeah. I don't know. Remember, they're like showing the webpage and there's like video yeah, on it? Yeah, that's not like, real. How, that's not how it works. It's not real like, at all. There might be video, but you have to download like real player yeah. and like some file for fucking two hours that's only like 10 seconds long. <laughs> and it's tiny and grainy. Like the giant slamming somebody or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like nothing. It. And right. it's like less than 240p. Like, it's horrible. 144p. It rates like two. Like, <laughs> uh, we're back here where we recap the Ultimo Dragon defeating Eddie Guerrero on Nitro with the Dragon Sleeper to win the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. title. Bobby Heenan puts over the Dragon for being smart and says it was not a fluke. I like yeah. that from Bobby putting over the Dragon. Time Quinn for an exclusive match here as Tony Schiavone throws us <laughs> to Mike Tanay, old cheese voice himself, and Lee Marshall. They're great! And I love Bobby being yes. like, who? Bobby, <laughs> like, as they're like fading away. Yeah. Who? Mike Tanay and Lee Marshall. Who? Lee Marshall welcomes us from the WCW Pro Disney Arena. You know yeah. that one where the fans yeah. are strapped in. Yeah, it looks like. <laughs> they can't fucking leave. <laughs> and uh, Lee Marshall says, I swear, that his New Year's resolution is that WCW is good and you need to see it or something. One of my New Year's resolutions is I resolve, I resolve to let wrestling fans all over the world know where they can see great WCW action to make sure they get the seats that they want. For example, I want everybody in and around the great wrestling city of Columbia, South Carolina. I don't know what you're talking about. That hot young team, Quinn, of Bobby Walker. Hard working. Hard working, Bobby Walker. Hard working, Bobby Walker. They say hard work a <laughs> they lot. They do. And Jim Powers enters with uh, Teddy Long. That youngster Jim Powers. We've <laughs> always talked about how they pushed Jim Powers like he was this hot so newcomer. So there's like video packages like, be, like on Nitro and stuff in, on 90, se- in 97 where yep. he's like working out with like other various idiots. Yep. And they're like, coming to WCW, these newcomers. He's it's like, like, Jim Powers is like, what? He was like, like in 38. W- it's like in WF in the 80s. Yeah. Like mid-80s. So we finally, it comes to fruition here. We actually get to 
see this version of Jim youngster Powers here. Jim Powers. Very youngster. Yeah. Uh, in the ring are their opponents, Casey Thompson and Johnny Swinger. Swanger? Swinger. <laughs> Swanger. Uh, one out of ten chance of winning. <laughs> now, Teddy Longquin is looking especially tubby, by the way. Oh, you notice that? super fat. He's very yeah. rotund. He looks like Paul Bearer, I don't know what happened, because he lost so much weight later. <laughs> like, before and after this, yeah. I feel like, yes, right? Yes, it's real. I don't so, know. What did you just go through a tubby phase? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Lee Marshall Quinn mentions how <laughs> today is Mel Gibson's Birthday. Just shut up. <laughs> Lee Marshall's horrible. You know, today is Mel Gibson's birthday. There's more. There's more <laughs> There's terrible. So much. He's terrible. Thompson and Powers start a crappy hip toss by Powers and a body slam. Clothesline by Powers. Corner whip is reversed by Thompson, but he misses a charge to the corner. It's actually weird hearing Lee on commentary since for whatever reason he's not in a, a room at a hotel <laughs> yeah. waiting waiting following the next week's Nitro and writing weasel jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that's all he does. We got a hard work Bobby Walker here, but it must be hard work being a a weasel. Yep. I, I mean, maybe this just was part of the brainstorming session. You know, yeah, he's no like, I'll, pun go, intended. I'll go out to the Disney matches and see if I can think of any weasel ideas. <laughs> there you go. Inspiration, you know? It's his muse, hard work Bobby Walker. And Jim Powers. Yeah. Uh, Powers tries an arm barber, Thompson headbutts, body slams and tags in Swinger. Who, Swinger, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Who promptly gets dropped to hold like yeah. an idiot. Hard work is in now as Lee Marshall compares <laughs> this. What was this line? I don't yeah. even get it. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, this team is like an expansion team. This is isn't baseball. They suck. Is that what he's yeah. trying to say? They're new and they suck. What are they, the Florida Marlins or something? Like I don't. The Arizona Diamondbacks of WCW here, yeah. Weasel. But I'll tell you what, you have a weasel on your back. Bobby Walker is up now and takes forever to land a double axe handle for yeah, two. What was that? Oh my god, just he's up stalling. there for a year. <laughs> Seriously, it's ninety nine now. Did he get an apartment on the top rope? I was. Seriously, they're it's going cool. for three hundred fifty thousand if yeah. you buy it outright. Yeah. Somewhere in all of that, too, Lee Marshall's bringing up Marv Albert. Just please. Stop. As soon as I heard, I was like, no. He, like, he's had a bad year like Marv Albert. Come on, let's be honest. Well, probably Marv not. Albert had a better year than Teddy Long. <laughs> he's worse than Todd and Doc with the pop culture shoe I can't warning. believe I'm saying how bad. Like, I can't believe Tony the Tiger is this bad. He is. It's horrible. And it's because we never hear him. We only, have, right. we only heard him res- announce WrestleMania 2 and yep. then make the weasel jokes. Like 20 seconds a show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were fine. That was enough that Lee was Marshall enough for Lee my Mar- entire life. <laughs> now, today, of course, I'm very impressed with Bobby Walker's <laughs> hard work here. He's so good. He has to throw that in, Ugh. doesn't he? Look at the athletic ability of a hard work Bobby Walker, able to walk the top rope. I hate him. Uh, (laughs) Old cheese branch. Sucks. Flying for him by Walker, and Lee Marshall pretends that Johnny Swinger was on a winning streak in 97. But did you hear that? He's like, he was on a winning streak in 97. I don't know what he's talking about. No one ever saw that happen. One out of ten chance. (laughs) Powers comes back in with a dumpy-ass knee lift as Walker lands an alleged top rope neckbreaker. Yes, for the win. Teddy Long (laughs) celebrates with them. Why was anybody in that match employed except Swinger? Like, because, like, the only purpose of him is to get made fun of Jericho in a couple months. Right, right, but why do you... Like, Bobby Walker, Jim Powers, what I, are you doing I here? I don't know why they work there. I don't know either. Tony throws us to Dusty Rhodes, who's on the Saturday night set for fun. Uh, Dusty wants to talk about how good it's going to be tonight, baby. I six of five on the mother thing. I love the hype of this <laughs> yeah, B show. They're like, hyping this, right? They're, they're so excited. And I like that they put Dusty in the studio like ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And Dusty has his haircut, by the way, very short, like Dick the Bruiser or something. Is what was that haircut? right before he like joined the NWR or yep, after? Right before, like a month <laughs> earlier. Uh, he's hyping up the big main event tonight on Saturday night, which is DDP versus Kurt Hennig. I'll give him that. Not a bad marquee That's match not a there. Bad. <laughs> Saturday night still had matches back then. They did. Good yeah. matches. Yeah. Back to Tony Bob. Bobby here. Tony would like to reiterate. 
Sting is the world champion, and hopefully we're going to get to see that footage Why later tonight. Why do I need to see I it if understand. I know who wins? I don't know. Bobby, <laughs> since they can't talk about it, Bobby's like pantomiming what happens yeah. in the ring and mouthing the words, <laughs> which is really it's funny. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think Tony Schiavone gets all mad or something. Tony gives him a look to stop. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's just like, will you? Yeah, basically, with his eyes, though. Yeah. Uh, now we show Lord Voldemort getting beaten down by the flock recently on Nitro until Mongo makes the save for Mongo. I like for Mongo. I like Mongo. I was always a fan. I know, Quinn. You like Mongo. You were, too. You he's like, okay. You, like, secretly liked him. What did we come to the conclusion that he's, like, the Duggan of that period? Yeah, he's that, just like, a good he's time. Like a, he's a Duggan. Like, yeah, he's, it's fun. He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the Nitro, baby. Oh, we're going to do it up, baby. Like, yeah. yeah he's he, great. He's fine. You're right. He really is fine. We go back to the desk here where Bobby tries to talk again about the Sting-Hogan match, leading Shivani to say, would you please shut up? It was good to see Mongo hit that ring. It was about time, but has been in, in a lot of trouble. Boys, he's been in trouble. Just like at the end of the evening. Remember when all the, uh, would you shut up? Which I yeah. thought was very funny. I will say Tony and Brain are making all the crap pleasant to watch. They the are. Least. The in-betweens with them are fine. Lee Marshall is a different story. Yeah. But all the in-betweens with Tony and Brain are fine. I have no problem with them. It's time, though, Quinn, for another main event exclusive match. Same announcers, of course. Yeah, more Tiger and Cheese <laughs> over here. <laughs> tiger and Cheese. That's the, that's the name of that's the, the team. That's the name of their team. Kraft, Tiger, and Cheese. <laughs> we see Chavo making his entrance to a very mild reaction. Well, now we know this especially does. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Chavo. Yeah. Chavo sucks. I'm he sorry. He never mattered. I know. Did, act- he, did he ever matter, I don't Joe? think so. From day one to the day he retired, like, even when he was in Lucha Underground, remember <laughs> that? Like, so- nobody gave a shit. <laughs> He's like, not good, right? Why is he always trying to shoehorn himself in I everything? Know. I never really liked him. I don't get it. I don't either. Uh, his opponent is Hardbody Harrison, who looks much more like a star than Chavo. It's a shame that his later life didn't turn out so well. In 2007, he was arrested for uh, sex trafficking. Oh, yeah, isn't I didn't that nice? know that. Yeah, so that's a story in Hard Body Harrison there, but mm-hmm. he had a great look. I will tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, he had good hair, too. He had very good hair. Uh, the bell rings lock up and Hard Body misses a punch. The announcers care so much about this match that they talk about the judge's injunction and the tape that we're not allowed to see. <laughs> well, it's a Chavo match, you blame yeah. them. Like, that, yeah. This is the only time I could excuse them talking about the NWO because I was literally like, it's Chavo. It's Chavo. Like, it's who cares? <laughs> like, literally, who cares? You're right. But today is so fucking annoying here. Just This is literally this whole thing we're watching. The announcers talking about Sting, Hogan, and judges, and Chavo in the ring. Injunction, It's Everything that bothers me about WSW. <laughs> it's everything I can't stand about this, this company. This is a rare case where I'll excuse it again because it's Chavo. You know, you get the lawyers involved. When things become litigious, you start talking about the legalities. You be careful. We can't talk about everything that really needs to be talked about. Hopefully later on tonight, maybe the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes and Tony Schiavone can talk about but we don't know. I think that they may be able to show the tape tonight. Now, all we can tell you is, after we went off the air on Nitro this past Monday, Sting remains WCW World's Heavyweight Champion. I would talk about anything else but Chavo. Yeah, it's true. Sunset Flip by Chavo gets two. Lee says Starcade 97 and Nitro are the best 48 hours of wrestling ever or something. No, just no. <laughs> what just, that, that what is hyperbole? Not, that is not true. I got a tip for you, Lee. If you don't get to see the finish of a match on a Nitro, it's not the best time yeah. of wrestling. How about that? Well, he never sees the finish of a match. He's already off to the next the next, next <laughs> yeah, town. The next town. Not even the next town. He's Because he was in the next town. He's off to the next, the next town. town yeah. Yeah. After that weasel joke you hear, he just 
takes gets the on his off. plane and gets he's, to there. He's somehow like two weeks ahead of them for a couple minutes. Scouting the bathrooms yeah. out, checking out the restrooms, yeah. eating at Bob's big boy down there. Yeah, anyway, seriously. Crappy drop kick sends Hardbody out of the ring. Uh, back in here and Chavo stomps him down as today continues to talk about the NWO and their fucking lawyers. I wonder what the NWO has up their sleeve. I mean, I think we all have an idea that it obviously revolves around Hollywood Hogan and regaining that world's heavyweight championship belt that's so important to the new world order. Let's just hope that we can show the tape this evening on WCW Saturday night, 6.05 tonight, right here on TBS. El Paso de Muerte by Chavo is Lee Marshall again repeats that Sting is still the world champion. Why do we even need to see the motherfucking footage then? Maybe there's something on there additional. What? Maybe the title change is not the important part. Maybe there's something serious. You, you will defend this I just till mean, no end, will you? I just mean to say they just they probably feel like they need to clarify like, yes, he's the champion. However, there's something you need to see on this. Wouldn't it make more sense to be like, we don't know who the champion was because we didn't see it. But they we were there. Say. So they can't they say can't that. Say, well, how about they can't say? I don't know. They I mean, should have just left it at they can't say. We saw, but we can't say. How about they just didn't do this? That Wouldn't that been... be a more intriguing thing? It's like, you yes. don't know who the world champion is. It would be a little bit better. Yeah. La Mahistral by Chavo gets the win as Lee Marshall quotes Bo Diddley for just some reason. shut up. When he said that, literally I just wrote in my notes, shut up. I know. Bo Diddley? <laughs> is he serious? <laughs> See, we thought Todd and Doc were bad, which they are, but yeah. this is not better. Uh, Shivani throws us over to... Scott Hudson and Larry Zabisco to, to give us a preview of WCW Pro. Do we need that? Now we need to hype up Pro? Yeah. Scott Hudson is all young here and bold. Yeah, he's still bold. He's very bold. Very bold. <laughs> very boisterous. And bald. And we're gonna yeah, very bald too. Uh we're gonna have Steve Regal versus Kurt Hennig. Another Kurt Hennig match on the I'll watch show. that. That sounds like a good matchup. Probably actually very yeah. good. Uh Larry talks about the millennium for some stupid reason. It's not it's ninety eight. We're not close yet. And he makes fun of Scott Hall, who's he's gonna be facing at Snickers sold out, <laughs> they say. Larry, I'll give him this, Quinn. He at least managed to get through a promo without mentioning Bruno, so there's that. Yeah, he said nothing of use, though. That's yeah, true. I don't like Scott Hall of the Millennium. There's like, literally no reason why I would watch pro. I'll just stick to Saturday Night, because yeah. Dusty just flapping his lips about whatever. <laughs> it's, it's already it's, better. It's already better. It's like, you're going to watch it. Yeah. It's going to be great, baby. We're going to have, we're gonna have uh, DDP versus Kurt Hennig, baby. And if you're lucky, we'll have Hard Walk and Baba Walker. <laughs> so now for uh, promo here, Bishop is in a haunted house i guess and this was weird uh, he's looking for souls to buy for his empire is he at the undertaker's house what is no, this no no, this is what was so funny about it to me is that like he's like souls to buy because it's sold out yeah. it's like the worst shit but the the drama of this promo is somewhat undercut by the announcer butting in with hungry why <laughs> wait it's snickers sold right, out right <laughs> it's so stupid yeah hell hath no fury like sold out Hungry? Why wait? It's Snickers sold out. Back to Tony and Bobby to talk about how great Starcade was and uh, how if Bischoff would have defeated Larry Zbysko at Starcade, WCW Nitro would have become NWO Nitro, but it didn't, you know. Yeah, they act like now Nitro is allowed to be good. It already was good at this point. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're really, we were holding back yeah. when that NWO was <laughs> right. around. But now we can really be good. Yeah. Now Bobby tries to act like he saved WCW yeah. somehow. He's like, I, I went into the burning fire and I pulled the kittens out and all that. And then he. <laughs> now he's referring right to the time when they stormed the booth and then. Bobby like 
tried to be part of the NWO just so he would, like, wouldn't get beat up or something. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. And then he puts over Bret Hart and Tony calls <laughs> Bischoff a karate fighter wannabe, <laughs> which is what a great a line. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and then talks about how Bret Hart was very helpful in that Larry Zbysko-Eric Bischoff match. So we see clips of uh, Bret Hart's <laughs> interview. Probably my favorite part of this thing, Joe. Go ahead. With Mean Gene from Nitro. And here's an excerpt. You know, the WCW is going to find out what the excellence of execution is all about. Because this is where the big boys play, and it's time for me to show you why I believe, and people around the world believe, that I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Plus something about good matches, scum, and of course, fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the typical WCW Brett tropes. You know, all the WCW, WCW, the NWO, yeah. scum, scum, <laughs> Paul, Stinky Nash, Randy Savage. It's just all a the Bre- shit. It's yeah. a Brett promo, man. Yeah. Uh, back to Tony now, who brags about the WCW roster now, because they have Brett. And Bobby says, though, that Bret Hart is one of the best one-two athletes in the world, and then says, what a year 99 is going to be. Which yeah. acting confused about the year is it, so it Bobby. Is, it is the most Bobby thing, yeah, <laughs> right? It really well, is true because he can't do a physical joke about it, so right. he just does like a verbal joke. Right. You know, he's good. That's a good Bobby's one. Bobby's the man. He is. Tony hypes up the dumpy sold out show on January the twenty fourth from Dayton, Ohio. Now this isn't the shitty, shitty one where like NWO owned it, sold out. No, that was right? the first one in ninety seven. That one's dumb. That one's really dumb. But I don't think this one's the good rest either. of them were decent though. They weren't like the worst, is all I mean. Well, the big match now signed so far, Quinn is uh, Scott Hall versus Larry Zbysko. That's well, the only match. Sign, so, but nobody cares, really. No, yeah, no one cared yeah. about that. Uh, t- they haven't told us what the real match no, is going to be. I don't yet. even remember, honestly. Yeah. Tony now describes how Buff Bagwell has beaten Lex Luger four straight times, but this past Monday, Luger finally beat Marcus Bagwell, and it leads Bobby to call him Marcus the Dummy Bagwell. And Tony's like, "Huh, that's exactly what he don't is." Don't they like laugh together about <laughs> yeah. it for some reason? Like, they just they're all like, like "Yeah, we showed him." <laughs> yeah. like, Marcus the Dummy Bagwell. That's, yeah, that's exactly what he is. And now Bobby has a poem for Tony Schiavone. Roses are red, violets are blue. 1997's been working with you. I don't get this. He's just trying to say like his whole year was spent with Shivani and he doesn't like it. Yeah. That's I, all. It was just random. Would like, you like that, it? Yeah. I, Shivani's okay. Would you like working in WCW? It depends when. Most people like say it sucked. 96 or 97 it was probably fun. Though. Most people say it was a bad place to work though. Yeah, but. You know what I mean? Didn't like the way Penzer was talking recently. It sounded like it might have been fun to work there when they were like on the rise in '96 or '97. That's all I'm saying. Don't bring up Penzer. <laughs> you can talk to Penzer on our Facebook group. Seriously, you yeah. can, folks, if you want. We to. asked him a question about Starcade '97 <laughs> and possibly Chris Cruz too. Sometimes he butts into things yeah, like, he's oh. Just like, oh, hi, Chris <laughs> Cruz here. <laughs> so what? Someone posted some. I won't name names. Someone posted some kind of Rushmore wrestlers, and Chris Cruz interjected. He's yeah. like, if you don't have Bruno on this, how can this be taken seriously? <laughs> Chris Cruz, the announcer. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Anyway, we well, see... WCW announcers like us. <laughs> I guess so. no WWF people are there. Yeah. Well, McGurk is in the group. Yeah. Just doesn't talk, true. though. Uh, we see clips of uh, Buff stomping on and choking Luger on Nitro, where <sighs> Shivani and Tanae are, of course, in the middle of a conversation about the Hogan Sting fast count. <laughs> they just cannot stop talking about <laughs> right? this, can they? Even in the clip of a recap of something else, they're joined in progress right. talking about this. I mean, we're in the peak of that, though. They I would, hate it. You know they would get off that after, Never. after the NWO wasn't a thing anymore, is all I mean. When like, was when, the NWO not a thing anymore? Like 99. 99. 
briefly. Yeah. I mean, the B team was still there, but you're right. Yeah, they, they stopped talking about other things. During, I, I think they, like, realized. Uh, Scott Norton lurks around at ringside, still being paid to never wrestle. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Weird. Was he hurt or something? No, Or did he have Japan obligations? Him. I'm just wondering, like, what just, the reasoning I was behind that. I don't think they used him much. Yeah. You know, he was good. I like Scott he's Norton. Okay. He's okay. He's a very good, good wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bagwell gets a neckbreaker for two. Luger gets sent outside and clothesline by Norton, while Bagwell distracts a little Nate, the referee. The announcers now hype up the big Hogan Sting rematch, which was later on that Nitro, as Bagwell goes to the second rope but misses a diving somersault and Luger lands four clotheslines and a power slam, knocks Norton off the apron. The crowd's kind of surprisingly rather lukewarm for this, I noticed. Well, for when most Luger of it. comes out of his funk, he, that, they get really hyped For the up. rack, yeah, because yeah. he gets the rack on Bagwell yeah. and gets the win. Tanay just annoys the fuck out of me. He's like, this is the best thing. Doesn't this just symbolize the NWO, Tony? They finally... Lex Luger won. Look at that. Another <laughs> one for WCW. Has to bring it back to the NWO. Doesn't that symbolize the NWO? Yes, North flat out. There you go. That's the picture we wanted. Truthfully, though, the best thing about this is uh, Luger's music, and then he calls out Savage to the camera on his way out. I, I don't care what name. I love Luger at oh, this me time too. so much. He looks like a fucking hero. He's like, awesome. He's, like, down and out the whole match, and then he, like, makes the comeback. He's great. rack, the good music, and he's like, I'm coming for you, Savage. I like, love this like, version of Luger. He is so great. Right? 96 to 98 Luger. He is fantastic. fantastic. It's, like, the best Luger ever was. Seriously. They did such a good job with him. Yeah. Rebuilding him from WF. It's a shame. It really is a shame that he didn't take that. Sting role, but the problem was is that they had built that pre-angle where Luger didn't trust him, so it had to be Sting to, like... Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just... Mm, it could have been Luger. Sting needed that time off, Quinn, yeah. to do nothing, literally, there for a year something, and a half. There was you something know, wrong with him. Really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. that. That was actually... Bischoff recently commented about how when Sting didn't show up at Starcade 97 in shape, it was known to everyone that there was issues. Like, it wasn't just Bischoff. It was known to Bischoff like, will not admit that that was bad, though. He's oh, like, no, you. he admitted it was bad. He actually did? How yeah, come you won't? Well, whatever. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is this. Damn it! <laughs> all I'm saying is this, is that it was the shape that Sting was in was what he was commenting yeah, on. Yeah, not good. And he says he remembers the night and Sting showed up and he didn't really tell them anything. Right. And basically he remembers him and Hogan being like, man, he's in really bad, like, what the fuck happened? That could be like, a cover story, though, yeah. Quinn. I don't know. But also, very WCW of them to like not even have the guy wrestle at all the entire time, not even know what he's up to and how he's doing. The way Bischoff Fuck said it WCW. is they trusted him, basically. They trusted Fuck him, them. and he showed up Fuck like him. that. Yeah. Fuck him for that. It was well, a horrible, horrible he angle. He worked there for such a long time, Joe. Do you think like they not were- Not in 97, not, he didn't do anything. I'm just saying, like maybe they just thought, oh, well, we know him. He's a reliable guy. They just didn't think anything of it, and then he shows up looking like shit. I don't like it. Back to Tony and Bobby here to hype up the January 5th Nitro Quinn from the Georgia Dome. <laughs> it's the biggest Nitro ever, they say, until the next week, yeah. definitely. <laughs> of course, right? It's always the biggest night in always. the history of our sport. It just yeah. got bigger and bigger until yeah. they were out of business. Yeah. Now it's time to recap the Booker T versus Disco Inferno, Inferno TV title match from Nitro. Now, this was Booker's first singles run here, which is great. Stevie this Ray starts was injured. a good thing here. It absolutely does. Booker with a side slam, and he heads up for the Harlem Hangover, which he gets for the win and the belt. First singles title. Great moment. Now, they show this just they're talking over it, right? They're just they're being like, this it. happened. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's, it's uh, literally a this happened type of thing. But great moment, Quinn. Like we said, it kicked off Booker's awesome 98 oh, run. Oh, yeah, he was so good. The kind of stuff that's going on here, this, the, the subtle stuff we're seeing, like Luger being good and like this, and then, you know, all the various other things in 98, like Goldberg and such. Sure. 98 was actually a pretty good year for WWE. If you get away from the main event, it is. Right. The main event seems Well, the horrible. main event eventually became better because of Goldberg. Like he, he barely was a main eventer, even. 
well, once he won the title, there was like three or four months there, right? Like a, a decent chunk of 98 where like people were like, is DDP going to beat Goldberg? And then there was like yeah, a couple of Yeah, there was like people. two pay-per-views, but remember yeah. one of them was headlined by Jay Leno. Right. Even when Goldberg was champion. Right. It's true. Yeah. But he did have the DDP What one. were they going to do there in that case, though? Because they got a celebrity. They can't, like... I know. To be fair. Actually, did DDP versus uh, Goldberg even main event that Halloween Havoc, or was that Hogan Warrior? I Hogan didn't give up the limelight. Can I put it that right. way? But the people were cheering for Goldberg oh, in whatever course. match he was of in. Course. Yeah, they of were, course. They were behind Goldberg 100%. But I love the mid-card scene here with Booker. Yeah. We, we always talk about that. Booker and then Jericho and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Voldemort, all those guys. It was a great scene. Yeah, really. Eddie Guerrero. And the Cruisers were so good. It's yeah. Ultimo Dragon and all that a lot shit. Of good, yeah. That'll give WCW. That right. stuff's good. It felt like every part of the card other than the main event was solid. That's like, WCW's downfall in 98 right, yeah. and most of its run. You know? Yeah. It was like they sustained it for most of and then it got to the end of it and like once the nwo infected the world title yeah one again then it was like fuck the finger like, poke you mean yeah, yeah yeah the finger poke and the like cattle prod and yeah, all, that, all shit. that shit but for the for the majority of 98 the company was good I, i've never said otherwise yeah. i i always like the mid card though especially yeah. that that, that's only, my favorite that was part. only until starcade too i understand of like, so I, that's I know the timing yeah. Anyway, Bobby organizes his papers on his desk, and he's like, they do this on the news. There's never nothing on the papers, which <laughs> is funny. Uh, another main event exclusive match now, Quinn, where Scott Armstrong really makes his way out with Sal Belomo singlet. Ugh, the support singlet. <laughs> really? In 98? I kept calling him Zach Armstrong, too. <laughs> Zach? Yeah. It's like, who? He's the one that became a ref, right? He's yeah, all that's, skinny That's here. ref Armstrong. Yeah, ref Armstrong. Yeah. His opponent, though, Quinn, is none other than Disco Inferno, who happily dances his way out. He's like the Santino of this he era. Is, yeah. Like, he really him. is. I never had a problem with Disco I don't Inferno. Mind I, a lot of people in 99 and 2000, they, they, I don't know, Some he must have pissed somebody off because people, like, crapped on him He's a lot. Still, people still crap on him I now. don't get why. I've never know. heard of him being, like, offensive or anything. It's because he, I don't, I, you know what, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know, and I don't really care. It's Disco, yeah. he's fine in WCW in the 90s, right? I yeah. mean, he's fine. I love him. Like, <laughs> I, he's one of my favorite characters. And I think he's a heel here, Quinn, typically was, but he gets a mixed reaction. The crowd's dancing along to his yeah, song, he's you so know? cocky, he's so cool he's just a disco dancing fool there you go Quinn. he's the bomb man <laughs> the announcers of course talk about anything else yeah they keep talking about larry zabisco Ugh. i don't want to hear about larry zabisco <laughs> the problem is, is he's the only thing booked on the next show yeah, that's so it's like li- that's the only thing we can talk about because they're not Ugh. they're like i bet you the nitro like two days from now then they started adding things on the right, cards right. they didn't have to talk about this but God. because we're at that weird just when they're starting to right. form the paper yeah yeah it's like we're only hearing about that larry zabisco yeah. God. Mark Curtis is a referee here as we get a mild disco champ briefly as he grabs a side headlock. Irish whip drop to hold by Scott Armstrong into a hammerlock on the mat. Back up ham- a lock up and an arm ringer by Armstrong. He works an arm bar on the mat as Lee Marshall says that disco wanted to be referred to as the reinforcer. <laughs> even better TV champion than Arn Anderson, which is kind of funny. And Cheese gets so <laughs> mad about it. Like, he's like, how dare he? How dare he think that he's better than Arn Anderson? What was his run? How long was his run? Yeah, you know? yeah I shut up. He's like the Dave Meltzer of announcers. You're yeah, right. Aggravating. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly he always, dressed. He's talking about work rate and mushy face. Terrible. Stupid voice. I wonder if he sits by the computer the same way. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Half on one day, like he's catching a knuckleball or yeah, something. I don't know. He's fucking like catching Phil Negro. Baseball catcher. 
version. <laughs> Scott Armstrong with a backslide for two. And then a small package for two. Today is still going on about Starcade and how they're legally limited about talking about the Nitro rematch. Lee Marshall makes a reference to the lyrics of Louie Louie. I fucking I, hate again, this. I hate it. Yeah, I was the same. Just enough of enough. T- Tiger over here. And then the injunctions on the court just shut up. <laughs> anyway, Irish Whip by Disco. Big inverted atomic drop and then some dancing. Roll up by Armstrong gets two. The announcers are still talking about lawyers and tapes. Well, enough. <laughs> How much more can you say? Oh, you know, Lee, it's a mighty fine shame that we can't see this match, but hopefully tonight on Saturday night or maybe Monday, because we know that Sting is still the champion. Oh, you're right about that. We know what they, the NWO was not doing too well, Tony. Oh, you're right. Hopefully the lawyers there, you know, the NWO has a lot of lawyers, Lee. They're like, great. Shut the Fuck up! This is just aggravating. It's to completely fair, aggravating. To be fair to them, like after this last outburst of yeah. this, they start talking about Disco more. A little bit. Yeah. So Armstrong with the sunset flip for two. Disco Bell's back in and Armstrong with a clothesline for two and then a standing drop kick. Ten punches in the corner. Whipped to the other corner, but he misses a charge. Disco with a nice fist drop. DBS style. Very good fist drop, actually. Very DBS. Very DBS. And then he applies ugh, the reverse standing figure four, which looks so stupid, but it gets the win. This was actually an okay match. It's fine. Right? And the aftermatch is kind of fun, too. Yeah. So Lee Marshall's like, I'm still not going to call him the reinforcer. Maybe the reupholsterer. Ha ha. Stupid. Disco happily dances as Lee Marshall explains. Disco thought that being the TV champion meant that he controlled everything on TV and he somehow shoehorned Seinfeld yeah, into like, that. Yeah, somehow he wanted to change Seinfeld or something. <laughs> and then something happens like Disco's hair or something. And yeah. like the ref touches his hair. Yeah. Well, of course. It's all goofy at Mark the Curtis end. Mark Curtis is great Super ref. fun. Yeah. yeah. Back to Tony. Who just has to bring up the footage in the court injunction again? Tonight. Enough of this. Okay. Uh, See, even you know, Quinn. Like, well, because this is the last, last part of the show, and I'm like, uh, fuck, just stop. I'm I like, know. Can you just tell us to watch Saturday night and uh, be gone? Spoiler for you, though, Quinn. It did not air on Saturday night. I didn't think it would <laughs> no, because it the, just the fact that they threw it might also be on Nitro. Right. I was like, oh, it's going to be on Nitro. I never thought in my brain that it would <laughs> right. be on Saturday night. Now, Bobby says he's never seen Sting in better condition, which is a complete lie. Yeah, he looked like shit. That's accepted by like fucking everyone. Yeah, just true. stop it, brain. I know. And then he says that Starcade 97 was the greatest pay-per-view he's ever seen in his life. That's more lies for you. The announcers say Happy New Year and Bobby is like so happy to run out of the set. He's like, are we done? Are yeah. we done? And he runs off the set. And he does like a wee-haw! Yeah. I guess he like, and he knocks shit over and I think he throws his coat yeah, on Tony or something. Yeah. Shivani's signing off and as he's talking, you see Bobby's coat, yeah, yeah, coat yeah. flying on Shivani's head and Shivani's like, you moron. Happy New Year, Tony. Are we done now? This is it? That's We're it. finished? Okay. Yes! 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 yes. For the brain, hopefully we'll never see him again. I'm Tony Chavati. We'll see you Saturday. And then we'll see you Monday on my show. Moron. This show was whatever, in my opinion. I thought it was perfectly acceptable. Yeah, like, you would. No, but come on. It was, like, really easy to watch. It just went... Not the, it, not the commentary. Not the commentary, but it flew by. Now, I just want to summarize the events here as a little epilogue. WCW knew they fucked up, okay, with Starkey 97, so they did the Nitro rematch, Quinn, like you said there. Mm-hmm. Bischoff, though, real-life Bischoff, thought he could be all crafty by doing, like, a cliffhanger ending with the cutoff broadcast. So still want more. Yeah, right? which pissed off fans. Don't get right. me wrong. Everyone was pissed off that they did that on Nitro. That's horrible right. to do that to your TV audience, right? Well, it's the tradi- it really is, if you think about it, WCW 
always Pissed like to do, off, yeah. but they always like to do the dusty finish with absolutely everything Horrible. like even into the late Horrible. 90s like yep. so it's like I, i'm sure that logic was going through their brain like how can we shoehorn a dusty Ugh. finish into this so they tease the like, finish yeah i know that, you know that's their logic with everything so they tease the finish for this show that we just watched and for saturday night of course it wasn't shown on either show yeah then on the one five nitro right the january 5th nitro it's Still wasn't shown. Oh, it wasn't. No. I thought we were long gone with this after. No. (laughs) They wound up showing the finish on the first ever Thunder on the 8th. Oh, so they were. So basically what they were doing was using this footage to get people to watch Thunder on the debut. Yes. Why didn't they just say that from the beginning then? I don't know. Just say, oh, Core Injunction, it comes off on 1898. Just say that and then be done with it. So let me get this straight here. Even though they made it clear Sting was the winner. From right. day zero, like here, they're saying, no, he won, Sting won, don't worry. Yeah. They baited and switched the fans to watch two of their shitty-ass weekend shows and Nitro <laughs> in order to hype their new TBS show. And guess what, Quinn? Sting vacated the title! <laughs> at least that was the end of it. I don't want to hear it anymore! At this least is that, enough! At least, at the very least, Joe, at least that was the end of all of this. They <laughs> fucked it up! Yeah, they, no, they fucked it up. The big the champion, oh, he comes back, WCW, he vacated the title! <laughs> well, don't worry, Goldberg would fix it all. That's true. Six months later. Yeah. Horrible. He was way better than Sting anyway, I'll admit that. I hate WCW. Just, For reasons like this. Okay. Okay. Now, that's said. It was still fun. That said. I don't care what you say. It was still fun. This was horrible, though. I don't care what you say. (sighs) This was terrible. This is a terrible angle. I absolutely hideous angle i'm sorry i picked this show i'm never <laughs> picking wcw again oh, the next time right. we do it you better pick it I'll it pick, better not be 97 i'll pick next week nothing we'll, from we'll, this period of time i'll pick next week we'll definitely do wcw nothing then. involving the nwo just do before 96 or after i don't want to ever watch shit from this era again that involves a stupid fucking angle we should, we should this watch angle the, brings my piss to a boil we, we should watch the um the reboot episode of nitro one day it's long. Oh, it That's is. That's the only thing. It's a two I, hour. I rewatched that recently, Joe, and it's actually like super fun. I've seen it. It's fun. It's like so yeah. ridiculous. Like so much dumb <sighs> shit happens on it that it's actually kind of fun. <sighs> now to recap this show. Yeah. Outside of Lee Marshall and, and uh, Mike Tanay existing. Yeah. Outside of the countless references to the injunction. The injunction, st- yeah. Injunction. The stuff going on. I mean, it was it was promising for the mid card because like yeah. Booker, Disco, all this, all that stuff. And a lot Ultimo that we didn't get Dragon. to see. Yeah, there's a lot of the flock. There's a lot of good yeah. in '98 WCW. There really Goldberg's is. Goldberg's emerging. I'm surprised they didn't bring up anything about Nothing. the Goldberg streak yet. Nothing. I thought they were already onto that by like like only like only like two months into it at this point. Did they bring so. it up when he beat Mongo at Starcade, or were they not pushing that? No, angle they yet? they brought it up. It, it's I brought re- up at Starcade. I remember that was like the very early days of like them saying this man's undefeated. Like okay. was the, the Mongo match? At yeah, Starcade 97. that was his first big challenge. That right? was the, the whole point of that was like okay, it, we've seen him on Saturday Night and shit. Now right. can he do it on? You know, pay-per-view on pay-per-view and then he did and then, then but i guess it still was not supposed to be hammered into your head yet it was just supposed to be like a subtle thing yeah. at this point like, hey they did that right i'll give them that that is one of the best builds they've ever done they ended it wrong but they did it right yeah. they built it right you're right anyway this is wcw main event the final one thankfully and maybe the final wcw show i'm ever watching in my life at this point oh come on i'm it done with that this bad. shit i hate this fucking company that from this period of time i should it say was a fun watch 
It's only it was, 40 minutes. It was a fun it was watch. Good. Yeah. You're right. Bobby and Tony were Bobby funny. Bobby and Tony? Yeah, they were good. All right, yeah. all right. I'll scale it back a little. It yeah. was fine. It wasn't good, though. Okay? Yeah. Uh, anyway, folks, thank you so much for being with us here on this somewhat atypical episode of Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. We've been talking about tests. We've been reading blogs from JBL. We're JBL blog. <laughs> i got to find more about custom muscle.com. <laughs> We've been uh, reviewing WCW, which I never like to do. But, folks, thank you so much, in all seriousness, for being with us here for uh, yet another episode. Next week, we come back it'll be number 135 the rankings return more of your questions and we'll be reviewing something hopefully something from a different promotion if you have not joined the facebook group yet go ahead and do that you can reach us on twitter send us the email join the patreon or at least check it out go to the website patreon.com slash ovp podcast but until next time thank you so much for being here i'm joe Morata. that's michael quinn and we'll see you next week see ya The match did continue, and we did roll tape, as the old cliche goes, and we do have that footage. However, a court injunction by the NWO prevents us from showing the footage this morning here on the main event. We will attempt to show you the footage tonight on WCW Saturday Night, possibly this coming Monday on WCW Monday Nitro. But we can tell you that Sting is still the world heavyweight champion, hopefully, We can show the fans tonight on WCW Saturday Night. That does not dispute the fact that Sting, under the banner of WCW, is the world champion. And yes, there was controversy. Hopefully tonight on TBS, a court order, the court injunction will be lifted and we'll show you what happened after we went off the air. Sting is the world champ, fans. And hopefully by tonight on WCW Saturday Night, we'll be able to release that footage. The court injunction there by the New World Order, hopefully tonight. We'll show you the footage on WCW Saturday night. We can't talk about everything that really needs to be talked about. Hopefully later on tonight, maybe the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes and Tony Schiavone can talk about but we don't know. Well, they got their lawyers into this. They got them into the mix. And they have an injunction. We cannot show the tape this morning. They may be able to show it tonight. Let's just hope that we can show the tape this evening on WCW Saturday night, 6.05 tonight, right here on TBS. All we can say once again, all we can repeat to you is that Sting is the heavyweight champion of the world. We can pass word along that Sting is still the world's heavyweight champion, but now the NWO has an injunction. But we really can't talk about what we need to talk about other than to say that Sting is heavyweight champion of the world. Maybe that's enough. Can, a little can, more information can they show the, Will they be able to show I the tape tonight? I, I, I don't know. It's like walking on eggshells, isn't it? The footage is in the bank, but the court injunction by the NWO prevents us not only from talking about it, but also showing you what happened. Sting is still the world heavyweight champion. Hopefully tonight on WCW Saturday night, we will be able to show you that footage. If not, maybe... Would you shut, shut up? up.